welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. Tonight, we are talking with Ryan Rumble. Uh, yes, that's right. My accent there has uh, made him. What would that be? Oh, in French? Is that French? I'm not even. I don't gonna, know. No, no, we're no, we're not doing this. Not even. Uh, not even going to give you the pleasure of it. No, just move on. Okay, moving on. We're talking bloods and short-tailed pythons. Uh, Ryan, uh, he's got the bug bad. I mean, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I don't think. I don't think I've seen somebody with the bug this bad since I was bit by the carpet bug. Holy crap. He has uh <laughs> he has uh he has quite a nice group of uh short tails um and his passion is definitely uh ignited. So looking forward to talking with him. Also, he recently cut down his collection. Um and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm curious uh about his feelings um about how he's interacting with his collection now, now that it's a more manageable size. Uh, yeah. So that should be uh, interesting to hear. But, um, yeah, so out of the Morelia world and into the short tail world, and uh should be, uh, should be a fun show. Um, we're even doing the show. I was telling Owen before the show started, today is my wife's birthday, so I have to say happy birthday. And just to be a testament to how awesome she is, is that, you know, she doesn't yes, care that I'm down here. Yeah, do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't exactly. killed you. That's, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So I worked worry. on it early, made her breakfast, <laughs> gave her a present, took her out to lunch, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, right. that, so I could break away at nine o'clock and, and do the show. So, uh, but that's pretty awesome. So uh, yes. let's see, tons of tons of stuff. What's going on with you, man? How you been? What's what's new? Well, uh, breeding snakes and doing other things. No, it's uh, we. It's been a pretty mellow kind of a week. I mean, nothing's crazy has happened, but it's almost like this is the calm before the storm. Uh, in PA, we had a, a couple snow flurries come through, uh-huh. so there was obviously a lot of action going on in the cages. Um, and I have a few females that I'm pretty sure are already gravid. If not, they're they're soon on their way to being massive. I mean, so I'm um, looking forward to all that. Uh, my, uh, I mean, but it's like, like I said, it's the calm before the storm. It's like this is, you know, January, February. It's great. This is right before eggs start coming in March, April, May. I mean, this is, you know, babies start hatching in May, June. Like this is. It, it, all the adults are going to start waking up. So this is like, I'm enjoying my, my, my mellow time before we uh, really <laughs> got to start getting into it. <clears throat> so, and I, was uh, like, I don't have any shows that I'm vending until later this month. So it's, uh, when, once all that starts shifting around, I'm going to have to start doing stuff. But right now we're pretty calm, pretty chill. So That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, still nothing going on over here, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> still nothing breathing. Actually it was, uh, um, I did get a, uh, boy from you, um, to do a little breed loan with. And, uh, I was a little hesitant because I'm like, all right, you know, he's, he, 
we're late in the season or we're already in the season and who knows how he's going to take to adjusting. So I threw him right in with the female just to kind of be like, all right, we're going to give it a shot. And he was locked up with her within a day. So I'm like, oh, all right then. So there you go. Apparently your boys are ready, raring to go. It's just that, you know, no girls. Yeah. Well, like I said, man, I keep them small and hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lean, hungry, and ready to roll. I'm feeding the babies, and he's, like, up against the glass, like, food. I'm like, whoa, dude. Yeah. You're an an adult breeder right now. You're not getting fed, so. But other than that, dude, it's uh, trying to get everything rolling. Yeah, I I mean, the most exciting thing that I've had in my reptile room for the past couple days is I actually got, (laughs) oh, and you're going to love this, one of those cards. I'm listening. You know? Those oh gray, my God, like, maintenance cards. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dude. Oh man, it's awesome. <laughs> all right, all right. So, like, we we got to start having moments where you like geek out over these things. Like, I want Dory to start like filming them, so we can, like post them up on the. Like, because so, like, I, yeah. like, all I imagine is you you doing little turns in your reptile room, going, "Yay!" Oh my God! It's like I got a card. All I want. Yeah. I got a card. It's all I want right now. So I mean, I would have that posted everywhere. It'd be great, dude. So. It's got the little the little cup holder for the for the spray. Oh, and, oh man, <laughs> yeah, little thing you, for the your, paper towels. Came with a cup holder. That's oh yeah, like a yeah. High, that's a high yield model there. Tart. Oh yeah, dude. It's not a bitch. It's high I end, a, man. I Come on, a, there's no other way a, to roll. I need a cart. <laughs> <laughs> I need a plastic cart. I don't feel like carrying things anymore. Yeah. Uh, it really does make life easy, man. I'm serious. Like, I'm like, man, well, we, no wonder everybody uses these stupid things. This is great. Well, we, thought about it when, we thought about it when Matt had it. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I got this little cart. I hang the trash bag off him. I got the water bowl here. I got all the cleaning supplies here. And I just wheel it over to every single rack. And we're like, my God. It's like, that's, you know, that's what yeah. I want. I don't want a TV in my snake room. Fuck that. I want a little cart. To a cart. Push stuff around and get it done quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got the trash can underneath. I got the recycling bin for the cups. I got the the place bitch. where you put the snake. Yeah, dude, it's because uh, it's a wide it's a right. wide cart, you know. So oh, it's pretty awesome. Um, all right, that's on my Chris. That's on my birthday list. I'm turning, I'm turning thirty one, and I want a large Rubbermaid janitor's cart. What there the hell go. is wrong with me? <laughs> Note to self. Um, Note but, to uh, self. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me all week. So uh, I don't know if that and, means and, and I'm obviously. I'm a loser or <laughs> I don't know. But, but we both just got really excited about it. So what the hell yeah. does that say? So uh, no. um, I know. I don't know. We don't have time for to get into that part of our. <laughs> just move on. Move yeah. On. So. Uh, I was uh, I, I, so I've been I've been trying to line up shows. I was telling you about this, and um, Harlan Wall was one that uh, I definitely wanted to get back on. So I was talking to him last right. night. Obviously, um, he uh, he if if you haven't seen, uh, he posted up the uh, Corallus cropani um, pictures that were one was found down there in Brazil. Um, turns out that he's actually going down to Brazil where that snake was found. You know, um, so when he comes back, he's going to come on and, um, 
you know, we had, oh man, we must have talked for about, oh, I don't know, an hour and a half. I mean, our conversation could have been a show, <laughs> you know, it just could have, should have recorded right. it, but, um, exactly. we talked to, you know, there yeah, we go. yeah, we talked about some, uh, some interesting topics for sure. And, um, I think, uh, when he comes back, man, that guy just has such, such, he's, he's like such, he's so full of energy and like raring to go, mm-hmm. man. He's just, he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, but uh, we're probably going to be talking about nutrition and chondros, which is uh, nice. he has some pretty interesting takes on it and um, some some different stuff that we were talking about. Um, but I'm not going to give too much away. Uh, we'll we'll get him on here so that we can uh, we can talk about it for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and one of the other things that we talked about is, and me and you have talked about it before, and maybe when Ryan comes on, we can, we can discuss it a little bit too, but it just seems like yeah. when people have bad things that happen to them, um, they're kind of nervous about posting it up because you see some people that do have situations where um, either they had an animal that got sick or the animal died and, you know, they did whatever they did and, they made a mistake and, you know, obviously then everybody comes out of the <laughs> social media so, world and remember, starts crucifying yeah, I mean, the person, you know, and, and, and the problem, the, the problem is, is, is the, always the guy who's like doing the crucifying is like, mm-hmm. I have three snakes and they live in a 45 gallon tank each. That's all natural setup and they're all named spot. It's like, okay, thank you. But you know, there's a difference between, that and basement full of and yeah, it just it always seems to come from a place where it's like, and who are you to be kind of throwing all the judging around? So yeah, one of the reasons why I've pulled away from Facebook big time is, and this just it, it, you know I go on there when I have to, and that's about it. Right. Um, I lurk a little bit here and there, but for the most part, it, I, what I did is Rob Stone actually gave me this tip. Um, I took. I took the Facebook, you know, like the icon that you got on your phone where you click on and I actually moved it to the last page. (laughs) You know, you flip through the pages on your phone. So it's on the last page. So I don't, you know, I don't go on it as much, but I think what, what upset me is, and I can't remember the details of this. So forgive me if I, if I screw it up and it was, I don't know. I woke up, it was like four in the morning and I'm, you know, I, I turned my alarm off and, um, I'm drinking coffee and just, you know, I was flipping through and there was some guy and he was arguing with Buddy and Julie about the proper way to keep chondros. And they were just saying how they don't, that, that, that Buddy and Julie don't know anything. And I was just like, I, clearly, I can't take this anymore. I just, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. kidding me? <laughs> it's, uh, clearly. Yeah. No, 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 no. Buddy and Julie, psh, amateurs. It's like, are right. you, would you close your mouth for five freaking seconds to realize who the hell you're talking to? Yeah, I can't think of, uh, God. From, from the first moment that I spoke to Buddy, I can't think of another person in the Chondro community that really has gone out and tried to, um, try to break down some of the misconceptions about these snakes. Right. And, you know, have given, you know, hours and hours of time. Uh, both, you know, I'm sure through messages and emails and his website and uh, ICAS and not to mention the GTP Keeper show. And it's just like, I can't, I can't, I don't have the patience to deal with these. Exactly. For lack of a better word, fuck nuts anymore to think they're just know everything about everything. 
I just can't. I'm too old, man. Buddy's probably one of the only guys that I know that will, like, go out of his way to help a customer who has purchased a chondro from him. And even somebody who has not purchased a chondro from him. He's yeah, one of the take guys the customer will, part out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Answer an yeah. email. Talk to somebody. Uh, I had a friend who bought a baby car, a baby uh, green tree python from one of those Ben Siegel auctions. And it's like, you've done everything wrong that I ever told you to do. And they did it. And they're like, what do I do now? I'm like, God damn it. So I'm like, here's Buddy Buscemi's email address. And apparently he coached them through it. And it's like, right. you know, thank God you have somebody like that. And you're telling me he knows this. Shut up. See, now yeah. I'm mad and I'm going to leave Facebook too. I hope you're happy. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, I, I don't it. know, man. You just see it well, a lot. You know. We're gonna bring we're gonna bring Ryan on and just yell at him. So, yeah. so what do you like yeah. about bloods? What do you like bloods, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, what's up with short tails? <laughs> Why are the tails so short? Damn it! Why are they? Tell me now. Why are their tails so short? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, I mean, uh, other than that. You know, not a whole lot going on. Um, <laughs> We're like screaming. They're like, other than that, you know, yeah, not really life a lot is good. going on. I, okay, yeah, it's fine. Real quick, uh, real quick. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I, I have a couple. Um, you know, so uh, me and Rob were talking earlier, and we were talking about um, uh, uh, price list and stuff. So I did see yeah. that Dennis McNamara posted up a price list earlier today, oh. which is kind of cool from back in the day. For those people yeah. that don't know, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard this before. I mean, we've had multiple guests talk about it, but back in the day, before the internet, you know, you had to actually, <laughs> you would call somebody up on the phone and actually talk and to they, them, not text message, talk. You and you'd have to say, <laughs> yeah, hello. Yeah. And they'd say hello back. It's kind of how it works. You know what I mean? And then you would say, I want a pair of white lip pythons. And they would say, okay. You didn't pick out a pair. They would send you a pair of white lip pythons. They sent you, know you I mean? a pair. <laughs> there was no. You were lucky if it was a boy and a girl. Yeah. They yeah. Just, yeah, that's how it worked. So they would send out these price lists in the mail with self-addressed stamped envelopes, uh, blah, 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 you know. and, and uh, You mail back get, what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you look at some so of the weird. prices. Um, so Rob was telling me that he had uh, a VPI site um, from, <laughs> from the early 90s, and I was telling you that they had this thing on there that said 1.1 uh, white lip pythons, and the mail was hypo. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. Well, I I I love looking at those lists because it's like bread lie, a pair of bread lie were like five grand. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I got mine yeah. for two hundred years later. Wait, um, so it's like you know, and um, but then you look at it in the other way, and it's like ring pythons, 150 bucks. I'm like, God damn it. I would have yeah. like 12, so it's, it's cool to look at those things because it shows you that, yeah, prices drop, but they also rise, and, you know, they shift all the time. Nothing is ever going to be the same, so it's cool to look at that kind of stuff. And but it's, can you it's, imagine having to do through the mail? Like, I'd have lost interest in reptiles after five minutes if I had to, like, can wait for mailers and conduct it through that. Oh, my God, no. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's how you did it, man. I mean, <laughs> there was no, no other way to do see, it. I would, so. have just, I would have just kept all the reptiles that were at the local store near me. So, like, Martin's Aquarium, that is what I would be keeping. So, because they, they were right there, instantaneous. So. Yeah. I did the same thing. I, I never bought off a price list or anything like that. I, went, I had – there was there was three pet shops local to me. And, and back then, you know, I, I – I, I think I said this story last week, but you know, you would walk into this pet shop and they would have this big huge right. crate, crate, and there would be it would be filled with with ball pythons in there. I mean, it's just filled with them. And like thinking back now, if I knew now what I what if I would have known then what I know now about what they were, I swear there was like pastels and yellow bell. You know what I mean? Like you just know that yeah. they were different. There was all these like gold looking ones, and I remember. I wanted this gold one, and my dad's like, no, 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 get this one, get this one. And I'm like, yeah, but look at this one, Dad. You know, so who knows? Yeah. It could have been something. It could have not been something, but. God damn it. Dad has been <laughs> the first guy to breed pastel ball pythons. Oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, how life would have been different, huh? Yeah, and that was the <laughs> other thing. Uh, when we were looking at VPI's site, they had exanic ball pythons, right? They were. Yeah. Oh shit! What was it? I think it was fifteen grand for a Ow. pair of hats. <laughs> for a pair of hats. Oh my god! Exanic. You know what I mean? It's just like we take for granted. I think these days, you know what the what the hurt world actually has, as opposed to what it has. You know what I mean? <laughs> everyone, everybody wants three gene animals for a hundred dollars. Like, come on! Yeah. It's like you know. That's why the all the old guys get pissed off. So, yeah, and you know, it it one of the other things that we were talking about is like how well you take. Uh, so we were talking about emerald tree bows the other day, and and Rob had mm. uh, sent me um, sent me a link to uh, Rico's site, and I'm not sure like how long would that be up? You know what I mean? So like, what happens when you get out of reptiles and you pull your website down? Um, all oh. that information is kind of is kind of lost, lost. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, people need to think Rob about that like, kind of stuff. Rob is like our generic histo- like reptile historian. I love it. Right. Have him in the like have him in the background. He's just like you know, and it's like I wonder I wonder what it was like back then. And he grabs this like giant book and throws it on the desk and like opens it up and flips it through. Yeah, yeah. It's like holy shit, Rob. It's like yeah, so. Oh, wait till people come and see my uh, my bookshelf where I have like uh, the binders of uh, printing out um, the websites oh, the, of people. Oh, the shit from the, from from MPen or, or from uh, MP. Oh well, I have some of that, but I also have like Anthony Capinetto's study, you know, like printed out and saved uh, Spitfire Reptiles, which is gone. You can't find it anymore. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. He had a big, uh, a big, um, uh, what do you call it, on Moluccan pythons, uh, like how to breed them and 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 his whole history with them, and now it's yeah. gone. But luckily, I have it printed out, you know, pictures and all. All but, right. So, so I'm gonna print out. I'm gonna print out rogues. This way, you have it, so I can. I can archive it. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be um, important one day. So, yeah. Could you know, be. You should, you should have it. Well. Yeah. You think about the lineage and stuff, like so say 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 fifteen years from now, right? Me and you are both out, yeah. 
of this. Good. And, uh, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, remember that? That was back in, you know, 2017. And, uh, you know, (laughs) they're looking for, like, I don't know, lineage or anything like that or what we bred. It'll be gone. Well, you can go – you go by this is that, you know, people, people who are constantly trying to build a family tree, if it leads back to Madame Blueberry, there is like one picture of her that is used for everybody's family tree because no one took the pictures off of Willary's site of her. And I think that site's down now. I think maybe one or two other people have like scoured the internet and found like alternate pictures of her. And it's like for everybody that like, it would be nice to have pictures of her. So, yeah. Basically, what I'm telling everybody to do is to copy all the pictures from everybody else's websites and keep them and hoard them just in case. You never know. Yeah, I actually have Will Leary's website printed out as well. But, you know, on that. Oh, um, my God. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. But on there, he didn't have pictures of Madame Blueberry. So it's kind of. No, exactly. Because I think if at yeah. that point, uh, got the center away. But I don't know. Mm. Uh there's a little bit of a weird thing about her. We won't get into it on there. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, th- you know, I don't know. I guess that's the one good thing about Facebook, that if you have a Facebook page for your business, at least it will be there even when you quit, unless you take it down. But you don't have to pay anything for it. So Be there yes. forever. I said one good thing about Facebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, With that. that's the one good thing for 2017. <laughs> Yay. Moving on. Yeah. So. With that, well. We'll get Ryan on here and get this going. Let's get Ryan on here and this craziness. Jabbering. Yeah. He'll jump in now. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> welcome back to uh, Morelli Python Radio. Uh, glad to have you. What's up, man? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. What was this uh, price list thing you guys are talking You have to call people and talk to them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but and it's not that much. You millennials don't Ryan. know nothing about that stuff. Stop man, it. Man, that's <laughs>
you know, here later I found out it was because Burmese pythons weren't legal in the city of Philadelphia. And oh, <laughs> that. Yeah, so right. the way they got around it was just to say, oh, these aren't Burmese. These are Malamar pythons. So it's like, what? Okay, whatever. Yeah, but so how many names of pythons or different snakes, like, you know, obviously would have the whole locality thing where it's like, oh, it's from this place. But there are no – there are none of these pythons on that island, but there's an airport. It's like how many name shifts have some animals gone through because of shit like that? I don't know. Yeah, I guess a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like when uh, you know, when they were considering putting boas on the, you know, the dreaded Lacey Act, you know, I was like, man, yeah. I'm about to have a bunch of red tail rat snakes in here. <laughs> <laughs> He's ripping labels off and just they're they're, they're, uh, they're big red tail ladderback rat snakes. <laughs> yeah, Corn snakes, all of them. They're all just very large. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. <laughs> Whatever it works. Uh, but uh, so we're going to be talking about blood. I mean, you you seem to have over the past, I guess it's been since you've been on. It seemed like right after you came on here and then all of a sudden you just like were bit with the yeah, blood. Yeah, man. It, 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 it was a, <laughs> it, I mean, once the flip switch, you know, the switch flip, it was over after Done. that. You know, and, and when we were Jeez. talking, you know, I happen to talk a lot about pythons anyway when we were trying to talk about colubrids. And, uh, you know, and I mentioned, you know, Matt Minatola stuff, you know, and I just, I mean, cause I kept a few bloods and Borneos, you know, way back in the day before I went in the military. So I, I had them before right. because my, my first loves were, you know, berms and boas. And then I like bloods and ball pythons, all that stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, once, you know, what the situation with berms really kind of just pushed me more towards the bloods anyway. Right. Because, you know, besides the, the Lacey Act thing with Burmese, you know, when you start looking at them and depending on your room, you know, you, when you start building, a, like if you build up a collection of Burmese, you know, after a while, you're not going to have any room left and you're not even going to have that many animals, you know, if you're keeping them in, you know, right size cages. And then, you yeah. know, you start breeding some of these new morphs like they got, you know, like the caramel and other stuff that's recessive. And you're going to have holdbacks. I mean, it's not like you can hold back you know, more than you know, what, <laughs> one or two Burmese a year. I mean, you run right, out right. of room. And, and uh, that's the main thing. And that's why I like, I've always liked Bloods and Borneos and that stuff is because they, they, they itch that, you know, that, that scratch, you know, I mean, yes, I got. Without having to dedicate. Yeah. I mean, I, I get a, so. you know, a four to six foot snake, you know, and they, and they got their robust animals. And, you know, nowadays compared to like, you know, the nineties, you know, the Borneos, they got all these crazy looks now. And then you got, you know, red blood, just, a, you know, all besides all the cool morphs in these, you know, just a, a really, really nice line bred red blood is just, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just the most amazing thing, man. Yeah. You're looking at like some of those, like the martyr, uh, you know, yeah. just the martyr line, but Oh my God, man. It's just, Wow. I'm telling you, yeah, Matt I mean, has this one that's, uh, he calls it the Hamburg special. I think that that's what he calls it. Dude, this thing is off the chain. Oh my God. This thing is, is it, amazing. Oh, wasn't that one he, he found at Hamburg, like on a yeah. table or something like that? He found yeah. it on a table and he's, yeah, you know, I remember that one. Oh my God. And, and I'm telling you, man, like you, 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 
you'll see gyms like that. It shows every now and then, you know, Hamburg yeah. is a lot bigger than, you know, when I lived up there now, but, uh, you know, you go to some of these shows, especially in the South, you know, where, you know, it's a lot of, clu- you know, still ball pythons, but I mean, you know, you see retics and blood, um, and boas, stuff like that. But, you know, every now and then, man, you'll walk around and somebody will have like, you know, that's how I got those, those adult boarding as I was showing you, Eric, when I first got them, you know, I went to this, this Repticon in Memphis, you know, I usually don't, I, I go to that show like once a year, maybe just to really see friends that live in that area. And uh, right. I was walking around, this dude had like all these adult Borneos and Bloods, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, because you just don't see that. And I mean, and they were yeah. nice animals. And then when I started researching the background of these animals on my own, because like he couldn't really tell me much, because I, I mean, he was a flipper, but you know, right. he had gotten them from, you know, somebody who got them from somebody. But, you know, like my big ultra bright female, you know, she was produced by Tim Mead. And, you know, Tim, that was one of the animals he sold when Tim got out. And then right. both my lattes were also, like all three of these animals were Tim Mead's originally. And my big latte male, Brady produced him. And that's directly from Keith. And Tim got that animal. And then he was in Tim's collection for quite a while. Right. So, but I found all that on my own. You know, I just started going online, and, you know, you can still access the old uh, Blood Pythons forum, uh, and you can oh, okay. find a lot of the old stuff. Yeah, you can, you can you just type in stuff. Like, I mean, I was just typing in, like, Tim Mead, Borneos, or whatever, and, you know, it'll p- pop up different things, and you can go on the old Blood Pythons forum that I think Kara and Ryan started. And, uh, you know, I was seeing all this, and I found, like, the mom on my Ultra Bright, and then I found, you know, like – you know, pick old pictures of the latte that the latte male I have. And then I found out more info on my latte female. Cause like when I get into stuff, I like, I don't really screw around. It's like, I want to know everything possible. Right. You know, I want to try to yeah. find the lineage of my animals. I want to know who made them, you know, grandparents if possible, you know, cause it, it's kind of like what a, you know, a lot of the blood guys say have said on your shows when they've come on before, like Kara, you know, when she was talking about, you know, she wants to know, and most of us do, you know, how far back does the red go when you're line breeding reds? And the same thing with all three of them, but you know, like how far back does it go? Like, I mean, like a generation ago, was there, you know, a muddy orange one in there or, you know, just stuff like that. So I, it's really right. important to me. Right. right. It's the same thing. Like when I had coastals, you know, my buddy in pen, yeah, his coastals are the best. And right. when I had coastals. Right. Most of my coastals were in pen because they're phenomenal. And that's the ones I wanted. True. And you look at them today, I don't think there's a better coastal out there than MPIN. No. Yeah, so it's, they're hard to beat for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, you know, with the red, uh, with the red bloods, you know, the TBC stuff, you know, Karen Ryan's animals, you know, the blood cell. There's Kevin Martyr's the Martyr line, and then Al Brown's Red Bull line. Like when you're looking for reds, you know, and you see those. And when you see them pop up, they don't last long. I mean, no. they're usually yeah. gone really quick. And that that's just because, I mean, that those are all proven lines, and the, all of those people have put a lot of work into those animals. You know, it's kind of like Rendell's jungles, you know, headhunters. You know, they put, he's put a ton of work into those, and you know that they're going to be nice. Yeah, you know, something can be said for, for people that really – you know, focus, um, 
and really like drive that home, that selective breeding. And, you know, <clears throat> um, you know, it was fun talking with uh, like Keith about that at, uh, at Tinley and just how, you know, he would, he selectively bred for, you know, these animals and they were just amazing. Um, even Matt does that. I mean, I don't know. It seems like, I don't know. Do you think that uh, the short tails seem to have more of those, what I dare say, dinker <laughs> type things that you can oh, mess with? Oh, there's tons of that. And, yeah. it, you know, especially if you have an eye for things, that doesn't mean, I mean, bloods, bloods and short tails. And I think all those guys would agree that, you know, they're very variable anyway. But if you like really look, you know, I think you can see a lot of things that, especially if like, if you've kept, you know, I hate using the ball python thing. I know most people do, but right. if you, you know, like you'll look at some of these ball pythons and you're like, dude, that does not look like anything. Mm. And then you'll see a blood python that actually looks like it might be something. So it, it has something to it. And I'm telling you, I think that's where like Nick Patini has said, you know, like the matrix gene is really going to be a big thing going forward because, you know, the matrix is, you know, basically like yellow bellies. And, uh, I think, you know, people, if people start breeding those aberrant pattern animals and stuff like that, you know, breed them to matrix and some of the other stuff like batiks, I think you're really get some cool stuff. Oh, okay. So you're saying it's more like if you throw the matrix in with some of these oddball stuff, it might unlock certain things. Is that what you mean? I mean, I, I, I see that there's potential for it. Right. I mean, right. like I have, you know, well, like I haven't bred, um, you know, red bloods or the morphs or anything yet. I mean, most of my collection is really, really just nice reds and, you know, I'm more going to go for really nice line bred reds, but there's some more things that I'll be doing. And uh, mainly, you know, uh, I like batiks a lot because I like granite berms. Right. And then, uh, you know, so basically it's a granite berm, but it's red. I mean, you can't beat that. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, and then the matrix, I really like the matrix is like, you see, you know, like I'm, I'm getting, uh, I don't have her yet, but I'm getting probably the best matrix female I've ever seen in my life as far as color from Nick. You know, he was, he was advertising this super, super red matrix female that uh, the BPI produced. Right. And she was just sitting there and I couldn't believe nobody had snatched. I thought that snake would be gone like instantly. Cause not only is it a, like a smoking hot red blood, but it's also a matrix. I was like, wow, I can't believe nobody's got that snake. You know, I messaged Nick about it. I was like, hey, man, is that Matrix still available? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right, I want it. <laughs> and, uh, but because, I've, like, I've if been you there where you're like, it's yeah, like yeah. you message and you're half expecting it to be totally gone. And he's like, oh, yeah. They're like, well, then forget all these people for waiting. It's mine now. So. Well, and, and especially since it was Nick, because, like, you know, Nick Bettini is an amazing guy, man. I, I really, really right. like that guy. You know, his patience, he's, his knowledge you know, really friendly guy. And like, and besides that, he takes really nice pictures of his animals. He takes great care of his animals and they're just top notch. So when Nick yeah. advertises nice stuff, it's usually gone quick. You know, same thing with Kara and Matt and everybody, you know, it's like when you have a good name and you're a good person and your animals are really nice. And when those two things line up, you know, usually your stuff's gone. So when I messaged about that matrix, I just figured, you know, she's, you know, long gone. And he's like, nah, man. <laughs> like, oh man, well, I want that snake. <laughs> Done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like what I plan to do with the matrix gene, I mean, there's a lot of, 
you know, there's a few people out there that have something that they they call like Mega Matrix or Mega Tricks. You know, I think uh, Chris Kopecki has one, Elijah Armas, Jesper One, uh, Dylan Haney. I, there, I've seen a few people with this Mega Matrix thing, and they look unreal. And then, you know, I know Matt has uh, that Smoke Matrix uh, yes. animal that he got from um, uh, Chris Kopecki. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you look at that and then you look at the Matrix I'm getting, it, was just, it basically looks like a really sweet, just normal red. Um, and then some of these other matrices, that, that gene alone is so variable. And yeah. it's just, I just think if you find like a really, some of these really nice aberrant bloods that you see coming in or when you see them available, I think when, when guys start crossing them with matrix, I think there's a lot of chance that they're going to start popping out like, whoa, what is that? Yeah. You know, because like a, like a specter ball Python looks like nothing. Like, I right. mean, I've looked at those, I've seen, mil- I mean, anybody that's been around shows or anybody that has buddies that has ball pythons, have you seen specters, like, they look like nothing. And, and the gravel, you know, another yellow belly thing. And they've bred it to yellow belly, and they started making highways and super Pumas. stripes and all these crazy yeah. looking ball pythons. Yeah, and then it's like, how in the hell did that happen? Right. So, I, <laughs> I don't, so and I, yeah. I don't think they pictured that was going to pop out, but... I'm no. with you, man. No, but, no, there's no way if they said that they're lying. Yeah. They're, they're, like that highway ball, they're, they're lying their ass off if they say that they thought that this ball python that basically had like pied marker things on it bred to a yellow belly is going to make this like crazy almost – and the super looks like an Angolan python. I mean, yeah. I, I can't even wrap my head around that. I was like – when I saw a picture of that, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's – you know, the other thing, though, is like me and Rob talk about this all the time is like nobody has. Well, I shouldn't say nobody, but I see a lack of it is like of just foresight, like looking to the future of what possibilities could be like, you know, I think I was talking about it a couple of weeks ago. There was a rough scale and I was telling Owen about this, but in the neck, yeah. it had like striping, you know? Yeah, I heard um, that. Yeah, I was listening to that yeah, and it's like, okay, so it sort of has striping, you know, if you take this out. Why would these be any different of I'll, any other? And you know what, Eric, I, I'll tell you something right now, because I'll tell you, if somebody does something with that, I'm not stamping a guarantee on that. But I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember my past show with those striped eastern king snakes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, Ted bred in a disto male that – you know, he didn't look like anything special. I mean, he had a his, – his chain links were kind of aberrant, but not really, just a little bit. And he right. bred it to an Orangeburg, South Carolina female. I mean, they're only 50 miles, 50 miles apart, but, you know, she didn't look like anything. And he right. bred them together, and he got animals with striping in it. And then the animals I ended up getting from him, you know, at, I think they were F2 or F3s, you know, two of my females were like 50%, almost 70% striped. And right. like you, you see that with bloods. I mean, like I have a, a, a stri- that striped lily male that I know you really like, Eric, that came from uh, Alexa. <laughs> uh huh. And yeah, and see that snake has a stripe almost all the way down it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I, I you can really work with stripe. I mean, like anybody that's seen DPI's table at Arlington and the right. stripes that Tracy brings, like that sun glow super stripe female, whatever that she brought that I know Matt Turner's really working hard on that project. That thing as an adult is insane. Like I can't describe how red it was. 
I really? Mean, that, that snake was so red that it was just amazing. And then the stripe was this really thick, cream-colored stripe. And I, I was like, wow, that's that's nuts. And she has several <laughs> different lines of these bloods that are – they just have big, thick stripes all the way down them, and their sides are patternless. Wow. So Wasn't there yeah, one – oh, Go ahead, Owen. Sorry. I mean, obviously, stripes come – what we're saying is that stripes kind of can be worked quickly into a project because that's kind of what I've been thinking is that stripe always seems to be like one of the first morphs that appears in a species of snake where it's like that's the one where you can kind of easily make it and it kind of – it doesn't take that many generations to get a really nicely striped animal. I mean – No, I just, mean, I, I think – I mean, you look at uh, look at what's been done with tigers. Right. I mean, <clears throat> in – you know, you, you can breed a tiger like Eric. It was you. You bred that uh, that super banded albino male of yours to that uh, that tiger female, and I, hate, and I think and she I wasn't even that. that striped. Yeah, yeah. And you got striped yeah, sure. in there, like really nice ones. Yeah, yeah. All no stripes. one likes him for that. <laughs> no one likes him for that because everybody pegged it that it would not work out that way, and then it did. And we're all like, well, apparently we have no idea what's going on at all <laughs> with anything. Well, so. No, you know what it is, is that, you know, Ryan's on to the right thing. He's looking at the lineage of the animal. You look into the right. past of that animal, and then you're like, okay, well, this animal might not be striped, but it does have but striping got... in its past. So exactly. uh, put it with a tiger and uh, probably going to unlock uh, something Some here. Some striping, yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, there, there's like, like, Eric, I know that – I'm pretty sure, and I know, I mean, not, I'm sure you've seen it too, Owen, but like, okay, take Burmese, for example. Okay, yes. a lot of times the het greens, their patterns are different. Like their back saddles, like kind of yes. line up almost in a perfect line. Uh-huh. And then the same thing uh-huh. with het granite berms, their patterns are usually all crazy. I mean, obviously not like the, you know, the visual granite, but like the het granites will have like real, you know, crazy patterns usually. And then the het green you know, patternless berms, you know, the, the, the dorsal, it's like those things go all the way down almost in a perfect line. And, you know, I know back in the day, I mean, you know, people were just breeding them hats, you know, this is a het green, this is a het whatever. But I mean, like you look at certain, I'm not saying it's a separate thing. I was saying like when you really look at stuff, I mean, like a lot of animals that, you know, don't have, you know, nearly as many morphs as ball pythons. I just think because that community is so huge and everybody's looking right. so intently on everything. I think if people really, if they want to do morphs, like really pay attention to stuff, you can see it. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think it, it happens. It can happen with all types of pythons. You just have to sort of have a little bit of foresight, <laughs> you know, and well, not it, just it, breed two animals together type of deal. You know? Oh God, yeah, I, I hate that. We can talk about that later. <laughs> like I hate people just breed. Like oh, I have a female. Let me tell you with a male. I hate that. Um, but like, if you notice, I know. I think Nick's alluded to it before, and I think you, I'm pretty sure you guys talk about it as well. But you know, if you look at the the snakes we have, like the different pythons, where there's you know a, a handful of morphs, you know, like right, berms, right. Um, bloods, carpets, and then you know we can throw royals in there too. But like. If you look at it, you see the same kind of morph in a different species. I mean, it's close. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like like, like, petiques look like granites, and also the zebras kind of fall in that too. 
Uh-huh. And then there, I've seen some kind of weird ball python morph. I don't think the guy figured it out yet, but there, there's like some kind of granity batik looking ball python that a guy popped out. Right. But, you know, I think his, that, I think that guy hasn't really proved much because, you know, he bred like a four gene to a four gene or whatever. And then he popped out this thing. <laughs> so he doesn't really know what it is. Right. I remember so, that. I, I mean, remember seeing that on Bush League. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, because like you saw that thing, you're like, "Whoa, what the hell is that?" But it looked like yeah. a batik or <laughs> granite berm kind of. So, and I mean, and you look at the super batiks are patternless. Super zebras are patternless. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of similarities out there. Looking yeah. at this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, there's, there's tons. I mean, that's just with batiks and zebras. I mean. And you wanted to go like there's jags and spiders and is the, was there something with short tails that read it together it dies I don't remember so nah not, um, I don't think so nah not all right I, I really you think guys got the lucky. only well yeah I think the only issue as far as I know I mean there's you know tons of people doing a lot longer than me but I think the only issue so far with any morph blood or short tails is you know the super batiks. I think most of the ones they produce so far kind of have a kink tail, you know, like right. the super zebras. Right. right. So, and that's, you know, so Which, that, that even shows even more that it's more than likely the same thing, just in a different Python. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, like there's a, you know, like Eric's dream was to make, you know, like the pixel carpet kind of, right. You know, the tiger yeah. and the zebra. Or the, I the think, stripe. you know, because, yeah, because golden eye being an incomplete dominant bred to a batik that's an incomplete dominant, you know, uh-huh. so making the pixel, you know, it's kind of right there. You know, you put those two together and you know, the way it works, I think part of it, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think since tiger is, <laughs> for lack of a better word is, you know, it's a polygenic. Um, I don't know if everybody agrees on that, um, yep, but polygenic more. Yeah, I think that, that if you breed that more, that line in there, just like how tigers, you know, the more you breed them, you get these crazy, you know, just striped, completely striped carpets. I don't know if you'll make a pixel looking carpet, but I think you can make some really badass looking ones. If you ever continue doing that project, it's probably a ton of stuff, but I mean, I, I think you can get close ish. Yeah, because if you look at a zebra jag right now, right, it kind of reduces that to it's like almost yeah. pinstripey type of look. If you, I think if you, you know, if you take a jag and you take a, a tiger, it kind of reduces that pattern. You just kind of have to know, I think, or at least have an idea of of like what you think the gene actually does. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and you know the hard thing is like I, when I talk to Matt about short tails and like you know he's telling me about Borneo genetics. I'm just like my head just is like what? <laughs> I can't wrap my brain around it because they don't work like everything else. No. You know? No, I mean and, and you know, like one of my Borneos coming in from my buddy Frank, Frank Good. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Frank you know, he doesn't have a, a big collection, but you know, pretty much anybody in the blood python community knows Frank who's you know, oh, yeah, everybody I've guy. ever talked to in this community is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Like, you don't see people fighting or bitching or, you know, people – and I probably believe that, like, if you – like, if, if you're into bloods and short tails, like, you're really into them. And that's yeah. one thing that draws me to them besides the snakes itself. Like, all, everybody that I've talked to are super freaking passionate about this complex. 
and that's what I like, you know, because me growing up, you know, through the, you know, the late eighties and nineties, you know, people kept snakes because they were awesome. You know, that they were cool, you know, like you yeah. kept ring pythons because they were cool, you know, or Brazilian rainbows or whatever you kept. They kept it because they're awesome. And blood people, you know, I haven't really seen any of that, like, wow, that guy's a dick or, you know, I don't want to deal with them. Like all of them across the board, they're all awesome people. And, yeah. you know, they're forthcoming with information, you know, like if you ask them, like, hey, man, you know, and it's just, it's a breath, it's a breath of fresh air. I'll tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first time that, you know, I was thinking about getting back into short tails and just talking with Matt, even before I knew him, like I know him now, it was just like that, you know, man, this guy really is, 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 is an awesome dude. He's just sharing information. I dealt with Nick. He was an awesome guy. I dealt with Kara. She was cool. You know, I mean, you're right. It's just, uh, you know, Lon, he's another guy, you know, I didn't buy a snake from Keith, but you know, even just talking with him, it was just, you know, it's awesome. He's yeah, it's, it, yeah, it was, it's too bad because like he, I, um, you know, I don't really know Keith. I just know him because, you know, all he's done. But, uh, you know, his animals, at least for the most part, you know, a lot of his animals went to really dedicated people. You yep. know, like Matt, Matt has the ghost, and then you know Frank has some uh, McPete stuff, and then Marker Patrick, you know, and a lot of these people have Keith's lines, and they're still working with it. You know, like Mark Kirkpatrick make the made those uh, you know those Burmese looking Borneos that came out of the ghost stuff. Oh my god! You know, they, uh, <laughs> yes. They, yeah, those, yeah, those yeah, things yeah. are awesome, man. I mean, if I wasn't so strung out on red bloods, I mean, I would have bought all of those if I had the money. I was just looking at them, I was like, wow. I mean, because they look like freaking Burmese pythons with gold heads. I was like, now yeah. that's sick. Uh huh. But the uh, like, I I didn't post any pictures of these animals. I have because I have quite a few coming in uh, later this month. You know, it was right. kind of my uh, my ending splurge for, you know, quite a while on snakes. <laughs> but I have some really awesome ones coming in. And the ones coming in from Frank, that's where I was going with the Borneos, is uh, he has a 2015 animal I bought. He uh-huh. bred a blue ghost to a blonde super stripe that came from Matt. I think both of them came from Matt. But he bred, you know, uh, Frank has amazing ghost stuff. Right. And yeah. He bred this yeah. ghost to this blonde super stripe, and this snake – Looks like it's both. Like it, uh, it looks like it wants to be both. You know, because it, it's not a ghost, and it's not a stripe technically, but it looks ghost-ish. Okay. You know, it has okay. like it has some blue in it. It has some gold in it. You know, it has a yellow head, and then it's got you know a big stripe on the end of the tail, maybe thirty percent. And like I saw that animal, I was like, wow, that's freaking sweet. And I, I know I want that one. And right. he bred. Two super stripes together this year, and I think it was that blonde super stripe again to uh, a, a super stripe from Matt. And like that clutch, I know you've seen him, Eric. The pictures that Frank posted that super stripe clutch. I mean, oh, that yeah. entire clutch is insane. And the super stripe that I'm getting, well, it's like a weird genetic stripe. I wouldn't call it a super stripe. This thing's not looking. <laughs> I'll have to uh, show you a picture after I get it in. But this animal's nuts. Like the the, the 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 neck area down to like half the dorsal look different from the whole back end. Wow, That's I, mean, I cool. can't even explain it. And what I did is I got and I got a normal looking uh, animal from that clutch, female. But she's like a normal looking Borneo. She's probably a genetic stripe is what Matt would probably call her. But uh, right. you know, almost forty percent tail stripe, 
but she has normal colors because I really like the normal Borneos. Um, because I have these latte animals, and uh-huh. the latte is all all but gone. Like you don't see really people having lattes. I know Nick Patini has some, and I don't really know who else. I mean, I have a pair, but you know, lattes kind of look similar to ghosts. But you know, Keith and even um, you know Matt said it too. Is you know like when Keith Brady was doing his animals, like he didn't like you know Keith when he was doing his ghost, like he was making all these different looks. Right. Really cool stuff. Like, okay, he was doing this and doing this and doing this. You know, Keith's like, and you look at his old pictures, you know, a lot of them look kind of the same. They're awesome snakes, but they all kind of look the same. What I want to do is I'd like to get, you know, a really nice marble from Matt, breed the latte into that. You know, I'm going to breed my lattes together. So I make more. And then I'm going to breed it to those really cool striped animals I got coming in from Frank. So start try to start putting different looks into the latte, and I purposely try to get animals that didn't knowingly, you know, aren't from don't have ultra bright or ghost in the background. Gotcha. Right. If that makes sense, because you know all yeah, all those morphs yeah. kind of are the <clears throat> same thing, just different looks that different breeders work with. Now, you know, so was this? Yeah. You might know this history. Is this when when? When they have all these different, like they branch out and it's sort of in the same complex, does it have to do with the fact that they bred it to a different type of animal? Like, for instance, if you bred, I don't know, I'm trying to think of uh, what would be in the same thing. Like, if, if, um, damn it, I, I was going to try to use a ball python reference, but I can't think of one. You know, like if you had, uh, maybe fire and vanilla type of deal. I don't know if that would fall into it, but it's like sort of the same thing, but you know, it's because this was bred to this and this was bred to that. Maybe, maybe toffee and tough, uh, let's see, whatever they called it. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, you got got toffee and candy. Then you bring it albino and and it mixes. Yeah. I, I think with these, I mean, from what I've read and just, tried to get as much information as I can about this morph is, and just from seeing people breed them together, I think like Matt Jablonski, I think he was the first guy to cross the latte with ultra bright. Mm-hmm. And that's when you'll see the okay. name like ultra platinums pop up and they right. look, you'll see. So like you breed a latte to an ultra, you know, put on a scene, you get ultra platinums in there. I'm not saying the whole clutch cause I haven't bred them, but you, you get this, you get this Borneo that looks, like an ultra, but it's got a lot more grays in it. I mean, you'll see a lot of grays in ultras too. It really just depends on the breeder, what they're doing, but you know, so that, so they mix and I don't know. It's kind of hard to, you know, Borneo is really hard to explain. I really just think (laughs) (laughs) they are. I mean, they're just, they're, they're all, I mean, you know, the lattes and the, in the ghost are really like the blue, the blue looking ones. And then, I mean, I, uh, the ultra bright seem to be the ones that have more creams and yellows in there. Uh, I don't know. I just know it's going to be fun. Yeah, you know what's, well, yeah. what's great? Oh, go ahead, Owen. Well, I mean, it's a brand-new project, and obviously you put some thought into it to the point where you're like, I want this color, so I'm going to start with these colors so that my color will shine through faster. It's kind of like with jungle carpets where it's like I'm going to breed – to either get the yellow or the clean black. It's like you got to kind of pick where you're going. And 
obviously when you're further down the road with the bright yellow, you don't throw in like a mud brown animal because now you're taking a couple steps backwards. So, yeah, but um, I'm glad we shifted back to like uh, some sort of Borneo short tail morph talking because when we ventured into the ball python, I got totally lost. No, I, know. Yeah, I, I was trying. I was trying not was, to throw that out there. <laughs> it was terrible. I couldn't do it at all. I am like, oh, what the fuck are we talking about? So yeah, it's uh, yeah. someone shoved a coffee. drill in my temple. I was getting hungry. <laughs> We're talking about food, candy, I'm coffee. Like, candy? Like, I'm coming over. Sweet. I'm on my way. Just making Sundays. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, it, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I got you know because like if you breed like a latte to a ghost. I mean, yeah. you're going to get – I mean, because they all kind of look the same because it's really the same thing, you know, but then it's a latte ghost or, it's you know, from a ghost latte breeding. Right. You know, so, so that's why I try to get animals not knowing, you know, like as far as I know, they don't have ultra bright or anything in their background. Right. I got them because they're striped animals, which I like stripes, and I would like to add a new dimension, different look to the latte. You know, because if you look at, you know, like you look at ghosts in particular, you know, like stuff Matt's doing, Frank's doing, a lot of other people are doing with ghosts. You know, there's so many different looks. You know, because Keith was really, you know, putting all this time and effort into making all these different looks in his ghost. And then these other breeders have done the same thing. Well, you know, lattes, you know, they're, they're white ghosts. They're blue. You know, mine have gold heads. And I'm like, okay, well, I already got a pair of them why don't I start mixing in different looks because you don't really see that. Right. So why not? So are we thinking that the babies from this latte ghost mix are going to look more like lattes, more like ghosts or some sort of mix in between? I mean, from what I've seen of them, I mean, cause they're basically both, uh, I mean, they're both bluish gray right. Borneos. So, like, I mean, if you breed a ghost to a latte, I mean, it's, I mean, you're going to get crazy looking ones in there. And then, okay. But, I mean, you're not going to be able to say that's a latte or that's a ghost because you bred a, okay. technically, you bred a latte to a ghost. So, I mean, everybody's a latte my, ghost regardless of what's yeah, going on Yeah, I mean, because, like, if I, if I went to a show and marked these, you know, my lattes as ghosts, I yeah. mean, most people, especially people that don't know, they're like, oh, cool. You know, I've seen a ghost Borneo. <laughs> somewhere you know and they would right. they wouldn't know i mean hell i wouldn't really know if i was just walking by you know right. i just saw that these were lattes and then when i got them and then when i started looking back and i found pictures and posts and everything else i was like okay yeah these definitely are lattes okay so i mean because you see it all the time it shows like i mean matt said it plenty of times that uh during your uh your your podcast with him you know, like you, names will change. I mean, you can go on King Snake. Somebody's calling stuff Borneo Bloods. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and he's well, like, I mean, and Borneos only get four foot long. And like, what he was, I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, because they can get bigger than that. I mean, my ultra bright females, you know, five foot. I mean, it's not much bigger, but you know, he he's calling them Borneo Bloods. And what the hell is he? You know, a lot of people will be like a Malaysian cherry bomb. What? No, barely anybody has Malaysians anymore. This is why Matt doesn't let me watch his table anymore, because we're like back-to-back in Amber, and he'll go away, and I just start spewing misinformation to people that come to his table, and it's just like I'm probably ruining his reputation as he goes, so, you know. 
you know, let me Matt bring, be like, hey, bring Kim. Yeah, so. Yeah. Matt, let me get a, a Malaysian ocelot. <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh, that. What the no, hell is no, Owen no, telling you? No, no, yeah. no you know what though? That's one of the best things it. about it, and I I love that about the blood community is like you know that there's there's no crossing. Yeah, you know oh, at least no. by most no, people. No. I mean, you get a few random people in there that'll do it, but that's one of my favorite things is like they don't cross stuff. You know, and I and I I love that. You know, I mean, I think I think carpets kind of get a pass to a degree, but you know that that kind of sucked even with that because I found myself yeah. I've always not I've always been against hybrids and integrates and all that. I mean I don't care what anybody you can breed whatever you want I don't give a shit. But right right you know <laughs> I just you know I when I first was getting back into carbs when I got in the military I was like oh man look at these mm-hmm. things you know the jungle jags and the gammas and all right. the other stuff it's like yeah. whoa these are insane. But then I started looking I was like ah oh, man that's like a jungle diamond IJ. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. And, the, the you know, I mean, they're still awesome crazy, animals, but yeah. I'm just, uh Yeah, it's funny. It's weird that, like, carpets, for me, seem to be the only ones that get that pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, well, this is what it is. And it's kind of like, well, they yeah. mix the diamonds and jungles together early on. So it's like, oh, yeah. All right. Well. It's totally fine. <laughs> Well, uh, they used to be the same species, uh, so <laughs> all sort of. Is Morelia is Morelia kind of the only like one that really has that many low, like intergrade or sister species along with it that all are from the general same kind of area? I mean, uh, do you, obviously you see it a lot in boas now. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of people cross up boas. Like when I see a sunset hog island up boa, and I'm like, damn it. No, that's not a Hog no. Island boa. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that is not Hog Island. I was like, somebody bred a salmon hypo, which the original were uh, at least the orange tail or salmon, whatever. It was a Panamanian boa. It wasn't Colombian. Okay. It's still BCI, but you know, and then the leopard boas. You know, they're Sonoran boas, yeah, but they're BCI, and I think a lot of that gets a pass, kind of like carpets do. But I mean, you're still crossing stuff. Still I mean, they're BCIs, cross- but I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, like, you breed a, you know, like, leopard boas show, like, a lot of times the hets look insane. Like, right, they're just right. crazy looking. And, you know, you breed a, a leopard boa to an albino, you know, you're going to get this crazy looking het. Not all of them, but, I mean, you know, a lot of leopard boas have a certain look to a het. Leopards look, you know, odd. And right. leopard boas are different. I mean, you know, they're, they're smaller. You know, they're like five, four or five, six foot maybe. And then, you know, Colombians, seven or eight foot, some nine foot monsters, but... You know, they're still different. Right. Just like breeding the BCC boas. You know, the true red tails are completely different, just like in the Amarilli boas, you know, the Bolivians and the Brazilians. And, you know, you start crossing, they're different. Right. They're, they're different. And, like, you know, if you listen to Ben Russo's shows on, you know, Herp Nation Radio, yeah, you know, he brings on scientists talking about the different, you know, that have done DNA on them. Sure. And, like, red tails and BCI boas, I mean, they're completely different. So when you're crossing like a Suriname to a Colombian, I mean, you're really making it theoretically a hybrid. Yeah, it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, well, where does uh, where do you uh, you know draw the line where a species is a you know becomes is becomes another species, and you know what I mean? It's 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 so weird in taxonomy because it it there's no like set 
thing, you know, you know, like we're this close to chimpanzees and like, right. you know, you see all these different species of snakes where they clearly, I mean, so inlands and coastals have what, what is it? Like, uh, I think there's a 4%, uh, yeah. you know, that's a really big difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think the cutoff, the cutoff was like, uh, you know, just below it and, you know, otherwise they, they would have lumped them, you know, together, but, you know, and then you look at us and chimps, you know, and what, what are we, what is it? Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't, I don't know the number. Two percent. Not that percent. It's not high at all. And it's like, well, yeah. wait oh. a minute. If you apply this, <laughs> like, wait a minute, it's not well, making no, it's sense. different here. Yeah. 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 So there's always that debate. Just, you know? just don't let anybody, like, if you see them do it, like just you know throw throw a pillowcase over their head and take them out back and just beat them. With Love it. Something. But like if, if people start crossing great idea. stuff here, I mean, God, please don't. It's gonna start. Like inland, inlands are the just the the coolest carpets, man. Don't let dudes cross those up, please. Well, it it probably won't <sighs> yeah. happen with inlands, and there's one reason because it won't happen with inlands is because the morphs for inlands have not arrived, so there's not a real big reason to see what a silver peppered albino is going to look like. Yeah. That that, that'll said, do Austra- mm-hmm. Australia is doing that now, but somebody is going to know. make an inland jag in the United States. If it's not already done, somebody's going to do it because they think they're going to make a blue jag guaranteed, mm. but you know. it's not going to happen. Just like how <laughs> red no. are bright red. Yeah. No, I mean, it, do you, it, I, I would also often happen. ask Matt, like, you know, does he get tempted because you have all these different, you know, it seems like the morphs are like really in the red, you know, or yeah. maybe it's just my perception, but the the red blood seem to have the majority of the easy morphs to breed, you know what I mean? Like incomplete dominant and recessive type of deal, you know? Yeah. You know what? And I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I will say, like, you know, the hardcore Borneo guys, you know, like how how Matt is and how Matt Jablonski is and, you know, Chris Kopecki and Frank, you know, the, those guys, you know, I mean, it's like when you have Borneos, Borneos are so awesome on their own and they have so many different looks. I mean, like how a clutch will look completely different across the board. Like, I mean, you really don't – I wouldn't see the point. Like, why would you make yeah. the batik in that? Because then you're going to make something that looks, yeah, it might have some, I don't know. I couldn't see it. I think, you know, uh, the, the breeders, they're just, each complex is so awesome in their own right. I just don't really think it gets thought of that much. Yeah, what's the yeah. point, to yeah. be honest? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, Nobody would say I, it out I, loud, I'll tell you that. I get yelled at when I'm at Matt's place, so I'm like, you should cross this with the teen eggs, and then he just starts yelling oh. at me. So it's like, it's, it's, I can't do well, that. I'm like, why? And he's like, we're, no, it's, yeah. We're driving, to Tinley. we're driving to Tinley, and it comes out. He stops the car, tells us to get out and walk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, get out. Get um, out. There are, certain, there are certain times I'm not allowed to talk, so, you know. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't tell you to the roof, and he's like, you got to ride that well, the whole way down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. So, so, uh, well, let's start with this. You sort of dropped your collection down a bit. You know, tell us a little bit about that. Is that just to make room for more bloods, or are you sort of like, 
you know, no, um, trying to enjoy the snakes. What, well, what, what, what kind of happened is, is, you know, I mean, ever, ever since I was, you know, a little kid, you know, and I was just, and, you know, meeting Pete at a really young age, you know, seeing that, I was like, oh man, this guy breeds snakes for a living. That's the coolest thing ever, you know? And then my, you know, my buddy Ted, you know, Ted does it for a living. So two, you know, mentors I had early on, especially Ted, you know, seeing them do it for a living, you know, I was like, wow, that's, you know, that, that's always what I thought about doing. Right. But, you know, my, my, my job, you know, I work a ton of hours and, you know, it just was getting into where it was just like snakes and work. And unfortunately it just got to where I was spending so much time working on with all the snakes. Like I didn't get to pay a ton of attention to every individual animal. Right. And it was just so much. And, you know, I had just so many snakes and then when the baby started hatching, I mean, and, you know, then you're constantly getting PMs and you guys know how Facebook works. You know, people will message you and if you don't answer them back right away, they get all, you know, some people, if they're ridiculous, you yeah. know, they get all pissy with you and shit. I, I don't have, I don't have a good temperament with that because like if I message somebody, you know, when they answer me, they answer me cool. And they're like, Hey, what about a uh, shipping? I was like, whenever you have time, man, you know, just cause you know, when, when you have time, cause life happens. But right. Yeah. With, with that, you know, a lot of those snakes, probably half of that collection, you know, when it was about 400, you know, half of those were Bill's, you know, Bill Babcock's animals, and then a few were Julie's. Um, so about half of the collection, you know, since it was Bill's, you know, he just he just moved them on. You know, okay. To Jules. And, um, which I hated that for her. It sucked. I, I, <laughs> I was like, damn, man, I'm really sorry. I, I mean, I, I really didn't want to do that, but I was like, dude, I, I can't do it. There's just two right. freaking things. Right. Um, I hated that it got put on her, but, you know. And then I had about, mm, so like 197 animals left here. And then I had probably 100 colubrids of my own. And then, I don't know, at the time, like around 40 or 50 miscellaneous boas and pythons. And what I did is I basically sold almost sold almost all my colubrids and then I just whittled off here and there certain pythons Uh and then you know that's when I just you know started adding uh, bloods and short tails because that's just you know like I it fixed my Burmese urge because that's what I really 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 am into right right you know having the bloods and short tails helps with that because I mean I, I like all snakes but what I'm learning now is even still, you know, I still have some non, well, I still have quite a few non blood and short tails, but probably over the next six months, I'm going to weed those out even more. Right. You know, just cause my room, I mean, I keep my room, you know, about 65% humidity is usually 82 mm-hmm. degrees in here constant most of the time. Right. And you know, the, most of the snakes in here that they're, they're pretty good with that. But I mean, I have a few things in here that are probably like, God, this sucks. So, you know, I'm gonna, uh, why? You know, also, so you know, yeah, and, and because when you start messing with these, it, you know, you're gonna make stuff that you want to hold back. You know, right. they're not they're not huge animals, but they're not small. You right. Know, if you're gonna keep them in what I consider like adequate caging, I mean, you're gonna you know need a pretty big. You need either need those big boa tubs in a rack, which will take up room. Or, you know, if you want to keep them in cages, which I have a few in cages, but I mean, eventually most of mine are really going to be in all, you know, big, you know, boa tub size racks. Uh, I just think they do better in racks. 
and uh, how so? or they prefer it. Uh, you know, I think, you know, even like the, the really, co- you know, because they're kind of edgy a little bit in a right. cage. I think it's because they can see everything, you know, because in the wild they hide under the, you know, the, the uh, palm leaves and under brush, you know, they're they're kind of, you know, they're a confident snake, but they're shy, you know, and I think just having them in the rack, it's kind of like Juan said, you know, keeping them in that tub, you know, you kind of, when you open the tub, it kind of makes them aware of what's going on mm-hmm. instead of just right. reaching in to pull them out of the cage. And uh, I just I just noticed, like, th- there's a difference between, you know, when I keep them in tubs and cages. I mean, the ones I have in cages are really easy going. Um, Borneos, and they're, you know, they're calm and all that. But, you know, sometimes I'll walk in and they'll, you know, kind of wig out a little bit. You know, they might swing over to the side of the cage or whatever just because they can see me walking around. And I just right. think they do better in the cage. And, and, you know, and tubs really hold temps well and humidity well. And I, I don't know. I just really think that they do a lot better in racks. I I would agree. Do you find that? Yeah, uh, me, me too. You find that humidity is important for these guys, in your opinion? With yeah, you keep them? yeah, and yeah. I and I think a lot of people. I mean, you guys talk about it a lot, and you know, in the blood breeders that have been on before me, you know, they, you know, what what they hit on it. it there's a huge difference between humid and wet. Right. I mean, like your it, you know, humidity is the moisture in the air. So if you're making your cage soaking wet, your snakes like crawling around in that. And, you know, right. it, 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 and if you have water and then it starts like, say they crap or piss in there, then it's mixing around in that. And if you don't clean it right away, then that's filthy in there. Then the air is going to get stagnant. And then your snakes breathing that in and it's got bacteria. So, I mean, what I do, from listening to these guys, you know, because there's so much more information out there now about bloods and short tails is, you know, I have fans in my room, moving the air around, moving the temp around, you know, keeping it pretty constant in here. And then, uh, you know, now that it's wintertime, I'm running, you know, humidifiers to keep it around, you know, 60 to 65. And I've just added, you know, whatever tubs or cages they're in, you know, I've just added more circulation in there. So the room itself is about 65% humidity and then they have good airflow in their cages. You know, I mean, it, these snakes, in my personal opinion, they're, they're, they're super easy to take care of as long as you, you know, it's almost like you know, porridge, you know, just right. You know, yeah. don't go too hot. Don't go too cold. Don't go too dry. Right. You know, if you have the ability to keep these ideal temps and, you know, or, you know, keep your humidity up at least, I mean, you're going to be rock solid. I mean, these snakes are, you know, they're really robust, tough animals. It's just that if you don't, if you go way too hot or way too cold or too dry, you know, not keep the cage, you know. Yeah. Right. So that, that, you know, and that's why I'm probably going to, you know, weed out some more species in here. And then also, so it gives me more room because once I start breeding these guys, I mean, like, look at Mentoli. He has like, what, 25 holdbacks a year. And I can't yeah. believe, you know, I, yeah, bet if he could, I bet if he had room for them all, he'd probably keep 50 a year. I mean, it, it's like, you know, you see like stuff he hatches out and all these other guys. It's like, dude, how do you pick a hold back out of that? Yeah. I mean, it's like Matt the whole question is awesome. Only, I mean, Matt's probably the only guy that I've ever seen like who's like constantly like, I got to buy another baby rack. I'm like, what's because you keep everything. You're like Eric. It's like, sell some babies. But it'd be you so tough to not so to. <laughs> I yeah. know. I kind of also understand that. So, yeah. 
Dude, it's uh I, I guess I guess in the in the short tail world, I'm super lucky that I get to go over and I know I know most people are probably be like, you know, you know, getting all bit up and like why would you want to do that? But when you get to go through every single baby that he hatched and sexed them, um you get to see them hands on. Like it's just it's crazy, man. It's it's oh, really I'd, cool. I'd be screwed if I lived up there. I mean, my wife would kick <laughs> me out of the house, and she'd be like, "Take these damn snakes," you yeah. know, I, because you know, because Matt's up there, and then Frank's up there. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I know yeah, Lon's up Frank's in up uh, New York, but uh, you know, I mean, you got Matt right there, and then Frank. You know, their collections. I mean, someone like me, or if you're into them, or I mean, if you go over there and you start looking at all that stuff, if you're not into them yet, you will be. And mm. it would just be ridiculous. You know, and I, I think once, I think this is going to be the year where you really see some awesome teen egg combos. And, uh, okay. I, I don't know about y'all. I think, I know Owen loves teen mm. eggs. I'm sure yeah, I do. Love the teen like eggs. When you, when you yeah. see a teen egg in person with any size on it, you know, when the red really starts coming in, like that is like mm. the coolest blood python, period. I mean, it's just, you know, some of them are just really, really deep red, and then they got that white contrast on them. You yeah. Know, when people start making the golden eye and the batik and the pixel, and then some of these other morphs like wrought iron and other ones that aren't really out yet, they start mixing that with teen egg, and even the T positive, like the real good lines like red X and cherry bomb and everything. I mean, it's gonna be game over, man. You know, yeah. Someone makes yeah, that double is... seventeen egg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's... That's a pretty cool snake for sure, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I for I don't know why I'm drawn to the T positive though, but I can appreciate that. I think I think it was right because I when I seen them and they were babies, but then when I saw Matt's adults, it was you're right. What Matt and Matt has a big yeah. cherry bomb, doesn't he? Because that's probably the one. Yes. Then he yeah. a big yeah. cherry yeah, bomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think if anybody saw a big cherry bomb in person, they. Were... <laughs> I think they'd be a T positive person too, because like, you know, T positives, you know, T positives are nice, but you know, in my opinion, and I think a lot, of, like you know, Cherry Bomb just, I mean, dude, that just blows stuff out of the water. Oh my God, yeah, Cherry Bombs are just fan amazing, and you know that that descended, you know, like um, one podcast you'd probably like to go back and listen to is you know Dave and Tracy were on Reptile Radio, I think 2010, right? And you know, and she was hitting on some stuff. And, you know, like that cherry bomb originated from one male. Like they got in there a red T-positive male, and that's, you know, and then when she started breeding it, that, that was a cherry bomb. It came from that male. And, you know, I talked to her about it too in, uh, at Arlington. But, uh-huh. you know, and then that look, and then just people breeding them more, more red into it, you know, just, you know, same thing with Red X and all that. But she's got, in that, in that interview, you know, they talked to her about the Toba blood. You know, she's reproduced that look, the Toba, which uh-huh. comes from Lake Toba yeah. area. And, you know, because they asked her, they're like, hey, so it's like the Toba blood, is that just a locality? Do they all, like all Tobas look like that? And she said from clutches, I don't think she's had many. And, I mean, God, that was, you know, seven years ago almost already. But, uh, you know, she said that breeding Toba to a normal, she got Tobas and normal animals. And I think she bred Toba to Toba too, and there were huh. normals in that as well. So it wasn't—it's hmm. like not all were Toba looking. 
from what I remember in that interview, because I was listening, because she's got, I mean, you know, Nick Bettini would say it all the time, we're just at the tip of the iceberg, especially if you're in the morphs. I mean, because, you know, Tracy's got something frostbite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's got something called the frostbite. I can't really describe what that looks like. It's like washed out looking, and it's got, you know, black uh, circle pattern or whatever on the sides. I mean, really crazy looking. Then she's got a, she just proved out another one, I think last year or the year before called, she hasn't named it yet, but uh, the, the original gene carrier, she called it one eye because like this imported animal is missing an eye. But uh, it looks, I'm going to try to describe it the best I can. It looks almost like a pixel, but the top is gray and the sides are like red and orange splotches on the side like big dots, not like the pixel dots where they're real small. They're like big dots on the side. Oh, and wow. the top of the animal's gray. Yeah, and then she's got the, you know, she's got the wrought iron, which she's produced, you know, improved that genetic. And I know everybody and their mom is waiting for that to start getting out. Yeah. Because anybody, anybody if, you see, if you see a wrought iron in person, I mean, it's, it's over. That'll, be, that'll probably be your favorite morph because those things are just insane looking. Well, she had them down when you went to Arlington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got to see them firsthand. One. Oh God, <clears throat> yeah. She she's been bringing it to that show, or at least a wrought iron for the last I don't know three three or four years or so. You know, just, she brings those and she you. brings uh. Yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about right. Tracy's table is like <laughs> Tracy's table, it's like half with not for sale on it, and the other half oh. they'll be for sale. <laughs> But a lot of times, if you really, you know, prod her and talk to her about something, you know, a lot of times right. she's like, okay, it's this. Because she had a um, uh, Super Stripe Borneo, and I know you, you've probably seen it, Eric, and I know I know Matt Frank had, but it, she has a Super Stripe Borneo to where the sides are oh, completely clean. Yeah. But, but it, that that snake, as good as is best of a picture I could take through the, the uh, display, Right. That snake's right. sides were orange peel orange. Oh my and that was god. A Borneo. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, that. That thing was nuts. And uh, you know, I was I didn't have a, a great show at Arlington, like I didn't make enough to afford that animal because I really, <laughs> really Duh. I told her too, I was like, I want that snake so bad because I you know, I would breed that right until the white ball off. The ocelot animals that Matt has, and then you breed that like super crazy orange from that super stripe into the white wall ocelots, or just ocelots in general, bringing that orange. Oh man, I think, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this picture to make sure that this is the right one, and then uh, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, it, I'm gonna even in that picture, post it in the chat like in person. Yeah, man, yeah. the person is like that was seriously no exaggeration, like orange peel orange. I mean, I almost couldn't believe it was yeah. a Borneo. I mean, obvious it is a Borneo, but I was like, whoa, that because you usually don't see, you know, vibrant pumpkin, bright ass orange on a Borneo, not on the sides. I mean, that was nuts. Yeah, that was really cool. I remember I was like, what the hell? And it has a really orange head, right? Yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the head is just as orange. You know, but I mean, but you see, you know, like, like Nick and Matt and Lon, a lot of those guys that have had some really nice Borneo clutches, you know, they're, they're getting really nice oranges and, you know, reds in the head. So like that blonde super stripe that uh, you had that snake, didn't you, Eric? Yeah. Matt that one that Lon had, had, he made the Halloween from? Yeah. 
uh, Matt has it. I left it with Matt to uh, <clears throat> to breed um, because he had he had a he had the perfect male for it. Um, nice. He still has it. Jeez. Uh, yeah. But she she had a rough a rough go. Uh, Both our girls but, did this last the past year. Yeah. We, we they, dump all our. Bloods and Borneos and short tails on Matt. Well, so, the reason yeah. <laughs> the, the reason I gave him that snake is because I knew that he was going to have the perfect male for it, and I just didn't want to put just right. anything to it. You know what I mean? And he had this this one that was just off the chart. So hopefully, hopefully this season he breeds it again, and you know, who knows? <laughs> you know, maybe some cool stuff will pop out. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a beautiful it, animal. Uh, but, oh yeah. Yeah, that thing's intense. I mean, I Owen's animal is a willy, isn't it? Yes, yes. I, I yeah, that, I, that's I, like I hate I hate her. So, <laughs> well, I got to say, man, it's like awesome. She and I don't get along. <laughs> willy is another animal that, like, you breed willy to something, it just makes it better. Yeah, you know, yeah. There, there's so much of this stuff, you know, like uh, like a willy matrix. You know, Steve Tillis has, you know, I think he's had it on uh, on his YouTube channel before. You know, he pulled this Willie Matrix off the clutch, and you see this Matrix that's mixed with Willie, and it's just like, that. that is an awesome-looking blood. And then yeah. there's a girl, I can't remember her name, but she has a big Willie Matrix female. I think both came from Matt Turner. Um, right. Well, she posts big adult Willie Matrix, and, like, that thing's intense. So one of my plans is to do is to breed – this really nice matrix female that I have coming from Nick and she's really super red to a T positive Lily male from Matt to that snake. Right. Because like Matt's T positive lilies are just absolutely incredible. Like I just, I can't believe it. I can't wait till Lily's really bred into the teen egg, but yeah, the, yeah, man, I, I was like, I can't wait to do that. I, you know, teen egg, and then a lot of this stuff. I just, it's going to be cool. You know, and then there's pied out there. Like I, I don't know where it went, but you know that there's a pied right. in the U.S. And no, uh, that's, that's a Borneo, I, right? That's a Borneo. No, yeah. no, no, blood. Oh, it's a blood. Okay. Blood. I don't know yeah, why that I pied. It's a Borneo. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, there's that. Uh, Steve Tillis has those T positive, you know, Borneos. Yeah. They don't seem to be, I don't know, I get a lot of mixed signals with them that they're not as, you know, I guess, uh, wow as some of the other stuff, you know what I mean? So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they, they, um, I mean, yeah, it's in its infancy, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm nobody in this, so I don't want to, you know, say anything. I think there's probably a mm-hmm. lot of people that might, you know, I know they probably wonder if it's really, you know, true Borneo. I'm not trying to say yeah. anything. Because I really don't know, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but I know I know a lot of people wonder, and then you know, like you look at the T positive orange headed Sumatrans. I mean, those things are nice. I mean, they oh, yeah. they have purple in them, and yeah, you know, then you got I mean, the T positive Borneos are kind of, eh. but I mean, you know, they came in they're wild caught adults, and you know, I think I think Steve only has like F one or F two heads, so. You know, a lot of the normal, really, like my Borneos back in the 90s, I mean, I mean they're cool snakes because they're Borneos, but, I mean, they weren't really that great looking. Right. And they're kind of, you know, meh. So, 
I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Sure. You know, I mean, you know. it's one of the best things about Bloods and, and Short Tails is, like, you can go in so many directions. I mean, you can mess with, you know, the Black Sumatrans, which everybody loves those. Oh, yeah. And then the Orange the orange Head Sumatran, I think there's a lot that can be done with those. Because, I mean, there are some really cool-looking orange, orange Head Sumatrans. I mean, Ryan Boyd has some really cool ones. Uh, Matt Turner has a sick-looking one, if he still has that. You know, where it had, like, that black and you know, gray silver on it and just like a really yep. bright orange head. And then, uh, you know, Nick has some orange heads. I think they're head, you know, for that T positive, but, and then you can just line breed reds. You can, you know, do whatever you want really with Borneos, just your imagination and your animals, you know, you can make, <laughs> you can make all kinds of cool stuff with Borneos. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're just not going to make a red one. I wouldn't, hopefully not. So, do you, then, then you uh, the morphs. Yeah, then you you tie in all that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Do you uh, you know, not to go I'm I'm just curious with when you were talking about ambient heat in your room at like 82, do you put heat on the on the actual bloods and short tails you keep or no? No. no. Just ambient. Um, okay. Yeah, and what it, oh, what I plan on doing when they I mean cuz there's there's heat sources that I can you know, hook up if needed. Sure. Um, on all the cages and tubs, but you know, you know, like after listening to Kara and Matt Turner and DPI and just about every, anybody that keeps bloods for the most part, you know, most of the people, you know, they, they do ambient and they really do. Like if you look at the weather pattern in Sumatra or Indonesia in, in, in particular, like they don't really have, like they don't really have big temperature swings. I mean, from what I read, it, it stays between like 76 and like 84 degrees there almost all the time. And then, really, yeah. I mean, now you, it says like you go in the highlands, it'll get a little bit colder and more drier. But you know, the bloods and stuff aren't up in there. You know, they're more in the lowlands. But you know, you don't really see much humidity fluctuation, and you don't see much temperature fluctuation. And I think that's just really why these guys thrive at pretty constant temps, low temps. And, you know, and the way they, their metabolism works, you know, I mean, because I mean, you don't need to feed them that much. I mean, if you pound them with food, you're going to have a really, really fat, obese animal. And I don't, I haven't fed boas and pythons like, you know, the old school once a week thing. I haven't fed boas and pythons like that. I can't even remember when, you know, I like doing the seasonal feeding and, uh you know, probably the only animals I fed on a religious basis were, were colubrids just because their metabolism. I mean, you better feed them. <laughs> so. Yes. So when you say seasonal feeding, break this, break that down for us a little bit. Like, are you, I mean, are you feeding like biweekly, you know, once a month? Does it depend what? on if they're babies or what age they're at or? Yeah. Now, okay. Now babies, of really everything I keep. Usually for the first year, they get about once a week. Okay. And that depends because, you know, I, I still vary the diet. You know, I'll feed ASF, mice, uh, rats, chicken, quail. You know, I do that with just about everything except the royals because, you know, they are what they are. Right. But, you know, everything else, you know, bloods are eating machines anyway. So I haven't had really any, you know, they'll eat anything, at least mine. And, I just 
you know, for that first year with all my snakes, you know, I feed them about once a week. And then going into their second year, every 10 to 14 days. And then when they're getting close to about their third year, that's when I start really changing it up. You know, like some, like a male, like my male born, my big male Borneo, you know, he gets fed once a month, like a large rat. And then the female, uh, you know, my females, they'll get fed eh, twice a month, once every three weeks. So they're kind of getting an extra mail over the grant, uh, extra meal in them, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, than the, than the male. And then it depends on, they'll go into full seasonality feeding here if I'm going to breed them. If I'm not going to breed an animal, they don't uh-huh. get fed, you know, that much. You know, but when okay. they're, you know, when they're going to breed, mm, usually July, August, and September is when I'll feed animals more if they're going to breed. You know, okay. those, those real warm months, you know, that's when I'll feed them more. That's when they'll get a food item like every 10 days or every 14 days. The males, I don't change. You know, I still feed them about the same. You know, they might get, you know, an extra one a month or something. But the females, you know, I'll feed them more those those few months. And then they'll go into the, you know, gradually just kind of wean them off of that. And then in the winter months, I still feed, you know, still feed the animals the ones I have now. Right. Uh, but I'll feed them smaller. You know, like I'll feed them like a, you know, like a big, like my big ultra brights, like five foot, 20 pounds, you know, she'll get like a medium rat and I'll do gotcha. that like twice, you know, like January. Okay. And, and, yeah. So the, uh, you know, I learned a lot of it, like when I really got into these bloods, you know, and a lot of what I was listening to from these guys and reading and figuring out is like, it wasn't overall different from how a lot of people do boas now. Okay. Because back in the day, people would pound boas and most snakes, you know, weekly jumbo rats, jumbo rats. And, you know, you you still see them, but you'll see these huge fat boas, you know, with fat rolls on their tail. And, you know, like boas are, should be built like a bread loaf, you know, like have that thick muscular back and then, you know, kind of just goes straight down. Right. Not like oval out, you know. So, like, when I was listening to these breeders discuss, you know, what they look for in their bloods and their Borneos and everything. I was like, okay, so they're not really feeding them that much different than a lot of people feed boas now. Right. Because like, I don't feed my boas much, but my boas are all, you know, big, thick, muscular animals are not obese because I, I don't, that's another reason why I like to feed, you know, it's more with colubrids. I will say that, but while why, why I like to feed a varied diet. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Yesterday, me and uh, Harlan Wall were talking about that. Just, you know, if you were given, you know, I think the example he used was chocolate syrup for the, you know, you could survive and you would live, but would you be getting all the nutrients and everything that you need? You know, so when we're feeding these snakes, obviously we were talking about chondros, but when you're feeding these snakes, you know, uh, just the same thing all the time are are they getting i mean they're getting what they need to live but is this maybe why we see you know infertility or slugs or 
you know, egg binding or our eyes right. or, you know what I mean? All these different things that pop up that we just sort of say, ah, yeah, this is just, this is business as usual type of deal. But, you know, is there more to it? Is there more to uh, what, you know what I mean? I don't know. It just and, seems and, to and make you know sense and, to and, me. <laughs> well, I think, I think yeah. it's cool that a lot of us are thinking in these ways now because like, you know, I think about, like geckos, for example, you know, like, uh-huh. like we'll just use the most common thing. And like my, my wife has like the whole room next to me is filled with them. Leopard geckos. Okay. You know, no one's in the wild, like giving them all these vitamins and minerals, you know, but you need to supplement your geckos. Right. You know, you're feeding them a diet and, you know, she mainly feeds them, you know, like super worms and dubia. And, but you know, like if someone just feeds a gecko, just crickets and they don't, you know, they don't give them any supplements or whatever, that gecko is going to get metabolic bone disease and look like crap. Right. And eventually, yeah, it'll live for a little while. It might live a few years, but it's going to live a horrible life and eventually die. You know, but sure. In, in, but see, in the wild, even though wild animals usually look a little rougher condition, but, you know, they're healthy in most cases because they're, I mean, they're getting stuff that, you know, just because of what we or have available you know, to feed them and how we take care of them. So, right. I mean, the diet really is, you know, because it's one thing we control besides environment is, you know, what we're feeding our snakes. And I right. think they really do benefit uh, from a varied diet. I think the because like a lot of my friends are, you know, ball python people. And one thing I talk to them is, you know, because ball pythons, you know, people will pound them, you know, every week. Right. You know, I think there's this thing like they'll just feed them every week and they're machines. I mean, you, yeah. you don't really see many fat ones. I mean, they're robust and they're getting fed weekly. I think the only reason that you don't see more problems with balls getting fed like a rat a week or whatever, and they live really long times is one, they're really tough. But two, I think it's because they're constantly bred. And so they're, you know, it takes so much for a snake to lay a clutch. Right. right. You know, that... And, and then they'll naturally fast a lot of times anyway. I mean, a few of my yeah. monsters don't, but so they'll naturally kind of take themselves off food for a little while. And, and I also think cause they, the way they, you know, a lot of them are bred yearly, like every single year, a lot of these females are bred. And I think that's where they get by with that. Right. Just that particular species. Yeah, they're they're pounding them with food, but you know all that food is used up for the clutch. So really, you know, none, none the worse. Whereas, you know, I don't. Yeah, I I think I my personal opinion with them is I think that they just they they know, you know, if you feed some of these snakes, they'll just keep eating and eating and eating and eating and eating. <laughs> you know, you could. I think chondros are that way. Carpets are that well. Maybe right. not male carpets, but. I don't know if you, you know, they'll, berms, they'll, they'll just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, you know? So, oh, oh God. I mean, Burmese pythons, <laughs> I mean, dude, they'll, they'll get, they'll get so fat that, you know, like they have that cankle at the end of <laughs> yeah. it. So like, where they, it's like they just got this huge fat ass and then they got their tail and it's like tail. Yeah. Yep. It, I mean, that's like insane looking when they're that fat. Like, like they'll be like telephone pole wide and you're like, dude. <laughs> yeah that just doesn't look right uh, but I mean I know you guys have seen like at shows or whatever you know you'll you'll go around and usually it's at a flipper's table but they'll have like this huge carpet python 
and it will yeah. have like mail on there, and you're like, what? Exactly. Thank you. It's, yeah. It'll be, it's, always, it's, it's always like some coastal looking thing, <laughs> and it's like seven oh, yeah. or you know I don't like to exaggerate size, but you know like a seven or eight footer, and they pull yeah. them out, yeah. and this thing's just fat as shit. And you can always tell the real breathe. fat carpets because it's like they don't use their tail right. No, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, like when they're real fat, they just like they just kind of drape their tail, and that's not a carpet thing, man. You know, the carpet pythons they remind me of these. uh, Probably from mine and Eric's high school days, but like those, they had those little uh, those little things you could slap on somebody's wrist, and they wrap around your wrist and hold on. Oh yeah, that's what I (laughs) think of a carpet python. You pull it out, man. They wrap that tail around you, and if they get pissed, they start doing the carpet python squeeze. They start Uh squeezing you, squeezing you, and you're like. And you're like, fuck, how am I going to get this thing <laughs> off me without getting, yep. without getting nailed? Yeah. That's but, yeah, but that, that, that's but the, yeah, you'll exactly see those huge fat carpets, man. And it's like, dude, that's what is that thing? And it's always a boy. It's like, and, and here's the thing. Yeah. Like, people come up to you at the show and they're like, do you want this car python? And it's either ugly as sin and a male and huge, or it's this beautiful thing. And you're like, wow, you know if it's a boy or a girl? And they go, no. So then you probe it, or, you know, you have Jason Balin who will probe anything you give him, probe it. Uh, and, like, you're like, female, female, female. And it's like, like the probe just goes in and, like, doesn't stop going in. It's, like, male all the way. And then, like, you're like, oh. But they are, like, seven, eight-foot huge things that – you bring home and will never breed with any of your girls ever. So, no. and I even have monster females. A monster male does nothing. So. Yeah, and I mean, and that's an, I mean, I remember, and again, like one of my buddies was doing a Repticon, and it was in Shreveport, and I was just walking around, and he's like, hey, man, can you uh, pull that tub out from under my table for me? You know, because he's on the other side. I was like, yeah, sure, man, no problem. I think it was like, you know, the pens, hand sanitizer, lights, you know, the random shit you have yeah. the rubber made under the table. So I go to grab yeah. it with one hand, and I'm like, I was like, dude, what the fuck is in here? He's like, oh, it's a boa. I was like, a boa? Not plural? What? And he's like, no, nah, it's a boa. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I need to, uh, like, if you don't mind, you know, would you help me sex it? I was like, uh, all right. I mean, I'm thinking it's a female since it wasn't plural, and this thing felt like it weighed a million pounds. So I slide it out. And I open it up, and this boa, again, it was like the ones I would describe them before. I mean, this thing was just fat as shit. It was huge. Right. You know, when I go to reach in there and pull it out, I pull the tent, and I look at it, and, you know, it just had huge spurs on it. And, you know, oh. the big, you know, because I, I knew it was a male right away because, like, boas, once yeah. they get a certain age, they're super easy. You know, they got the big, you know, hemophenol bulge down there, and they got really big spurs. You know, females, you know, monster female barely have any spurs or none. And I was like, there's right. no way. I mean, because this boa, I mean, I don't know, he's like eight and a half foot maybe. I mean, just really, really fat little head, which I hate seeing that in a snake <laughs> like that. I <laughs> Like, I can't course. stand that look. Yeah. A big, huge, beefy snake with a little right. tiny head. I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, and he's, he's still in a pro, but I was like, dude, this is a male. This is not a female. Look at that tail. Yeah. And, he's, and, you know, he's a ball pot. He's like, well, man, I don't know. It, I think it's a female. I was like, no, dude, it's a male. I promise you. Right. And, uh, well, we probed it. He pulled out, you know, the huge probe that, like, you never have to use. And, and that thing yeah. just went all the way up in there. Uh, and I was like, eh, yeah, that's a male. He's like, well, man. He's like, what am I going to do? I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want it. 
sell it for $20. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, obviously that mistake is made by a ton of people who just want them as pets, who want the big snake feel without having to deal with rabbits. So I can see that. But, like, sometimes you watch, like, breeders will go crazy with getting somebody huge. And they're like, yeah, he's the biggest boy I got. I'm like, why? Why did you do this? So, I don't know. Yeah, that, that <laughs> no. I, I think one yeah. of the only, surprisingly enough, uh, one of one species I had with a big male breeder, and he actually is a breeding machine, was Owen's favorite, a ball python, which, oh, God damn it. Uh, which amazed me. But, I mean, th- this male was huge. I mean, he was like probably four and a half foot. I think he weighed 2,500 grams. And, I mean, he was a breeding machine. I couldn't believe it because most males, you know, big, fat males, I mean, they don't breed worth a shit. Yeah, but is that kind of go into the whole bubble python? Don't they kind of spend a lot of time in one place in the wild kind of deal? And would a big male kind of not have to worry about it too much? I mean, it's almost yeah, like you know what? that. Yeah, guys, I probably agree because, like, you know, my, my friends, Dan and Claudia, that used to breed ball python, I mean, they had an ivory male that was over 3,000 grams. And he yeah. was huge. I mean, he would feed all the way through breeding season. He wouldn't go off food. He would breed anything. And, you know, I mean, you do that with just about any other python species, and you're you're not going to get anything. It, it almost seems like if it's a snake that is very non-mobile, like we're talking like balls, uh, even uh, maybe go into like venomous and say maybe even gaboon, but it's like if mm-hmm. they don't move that much, getting real big doesn't really kind of seem to foul them up too bad. But, like, things like carpets and, like, colubrids and stuff that's, like, constantly moving or – very active, getting fat could just totally ruin their entire. The, the, those boys will never breed. They're supposed to cover a ton of distance uh, when looking for females, and fat males won't do that. So I don't know. Yeah, and, but and you know it. it, it I'm sure you because you've bred colubrids too, and I'm sure you've noticed yeah. this. And it surprised me when I started breeding king snakes because, as you know, like king snakes will eat anything. Yeah. And I mean whatever. I mean Each I've got other, so many like. Yeah, grab the, you know, grab the side of the tub and start trying to constrict the tub. I'm like, God, you're an idiot. Yep. I, but yeah, these snakes, I, I like you brewmate them. Yeah. Good. I mean, I had one this summer jump out of its tub and like grab the edge of my shorts that I was wearing when I was yeah. beating, and it just kind of like constricted my shorts. And I'm like, why? Why? Just like you waited five more seconds, but yeah. But go ahead. It was like you brewmate them and what. Yeah, and and that's like a Getchua King thing. I don't know why, but like, you know, the Easterns, the Cow Kings, the Forty yeah. Kings, big-time Forty Kings, like they'll wrap every possible coil they have around this food item. And like right. they will have nothing to hold on to the tub, and like they'll just go falling <laughs> out of the tub if you don't catch them. Or, you know. And I mean, <laughs> they don't fall, care. Yeah, I mean, and like, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times, you know, cause like when I was really pounding food into them after their first, you know, few weeks out of brumation, you know, I'd mm-hmm. feed them one item and they'd grab that, wrap around it, and then I'd put another item and they'd wrap it around with their tail because you know, they're just feeding machines. But, like, the males, which surprised me, you know, because for the most part, colubrid breeding was kind of new to me a couple years ago. Uh, mm. Bring them out of brumation. The males would eat, like, for the first month, you know, some males. But they, they would eat, 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 but then they would go off food. Yeah. Because you know, all they yeah. cared about was breeding, which was weird. Yep. 
for me to experience because, you know, king snakes are just eating machines. So that was weird for me to experience that, you know, because I know python males and a lot of times boa males, a lot of times they'll go off food because they don't want to do is breed, but it was kind of cool to see that colubrids would do that too. Some of them. Yeah. Some, and you always get the one where it's, it's it, and then it's funny because you put them together and all the male wants to do is breed, and that's when, like, you put them together and you're like, walking around your room and you hear, like, paper getting rustled all around and her smacking her tail on everything because he's, like, chasing her around the cage. So, yeah, I mean, that's right where that kind of happens, but it, it's kind of like a flag that you're on the right track when the male's like, no, 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 no thanks with the whole food thing. So, yeah. Yeah, it just sucked when, like, it didn't happen to me often, but every now and then, like, when they grabbed each other and wrapped each other up, and you're, like, tied oh, on God, Christmas lights, and you're, like, God. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the reason I won't do blackheads. It's, like, it's terrifying enough when my king snakes do it. You want me to do it with, like, a $3,000 pair of pythons? No. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, thank you. So, yeah. Well, and those aspidite Man, their their jaws are so strong, man. I mean, I've had yes. a Roma latch on my hand, and I'm like, this hurts more than it should. That yeah. sucks. Well, because their their heads are so damn tiny, they're also really hard to pry off of you when they're on. Oh there. my it's god! Like, it's like, god damn you, you little. I was just walking. Creature. I mean, I couldn't get this Roma off of me, man. I was like, god damn it! I'm I'm either gonna drown him or, you know, which I wasn't gonna do that. But, I mean, I was like, this thing will not let go of me. You know, my hand was turning uh, purple. And, I mean, finally, yeah. when he let go, I just was like, all right. And I just unwound him as quick as I could. And I put him back. I was like, dude. That wasn't cool. It's like, yeah. No. They're, they're such a little jerks. So, but, nah, I won't do. I, I, have, I have almost right now. And they make me, like, nervous when it comes to them because they're always – like, they always want to eat, the both of them. I don't know why. We're in the middle of breeding season, but the both of them are, like, door opens. They're both waiting right there for food. So, they're like they're well, like red light. <laughs> yeah, and, and Aspidite kind of do that, uh, you know, they do that, like, sneak attack bite on you. Yes. Yeah, you know, you'd be holding they, them, and they start kind of, like, nosing around on your arm, and that's what I was always like, oh, shit, and I'd try to get it off me. Because, <laughs> like, they start nosing around on your arm, and all of a sudden they just – slowly open their mouth and just clamp down on you, and you're like, son of a yes. bitch. And they twist. After they put the teeth on you, they yeah. start twisting their head around. It's like, uh, you can't just bite. You got to dig it in there? Jesus. But yeah. Everybody should own Espedites is what we're saying on Rarely Play the yeah. Radio tonight. Is, uh, blackheads and Womas. They're awesome. Good purchases. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> they are awesome, man. I mean, I, you know, I really was thinking about getting – you know, just, just one blackhead, you know, like an Eastern male, you know, the yeah. ones get real big. Yeah. You know, I thought about just having a big male, but you know, I just, I don't know. It's, it's really humid in here. I know they're really tough, but I don't know how much that snake would enjoy that. Right. And I just, yeah. I was like, eh, you know, $1,500, you know, pet snake. I mean, not that, I mean, if you're going to get a really nice animal, I mean, spend the money, but I was just like, ah, yeah. man, 1500 bucks. I know it would happen. I'd be like, all right, I got this male as a pet and you know, I'll go get a female and then I got two female, of them and I got yeah, four yeah. of them. And I'm like, nah, nah <laughs> I, I'm really trying to stay almost a hundred percent focused on this. Right. You know, uh, you know, the, the, the blood python and short tail python community are amazing. They're great people. 
And there's so many phenomenal animals out there, you know, and when you focus on one thing, which I've always had a problem with, mm-hmm. when you can focus on one animal, if you can, you can put all your time, all your resources, everything into that one species and learn every single thing possible about it. Right. Like I know that, um, you know, Eric's seen, like I'm not a drama person or rant person, but every now and then I'll say something on my Facebook, a little whatever. What, right. what kind of annoys me is that when I get into something, I read and just go through information as much as I possibly can. You know, I'm going to search for podcasts. I'm going to read as much as I can about it. You know, I'm going to try to get as much knowledge on my own before I ask other people stuff. Because, one, I want to figure this stuff out on my, on my own, but I also want to – right. You know, and also, if you listen to the podcast, you can already – like these questions you might ask these breeders, I mean if you listen to a podcast, I mean Matt already – like listen, you say you listen yeah. to Matt or Lawns or whoever's, They already go over like husbandry, cage size, you know, the sexing thing with these guys, you know, feeding, breeding, more – they go over all that stuff. And then you read, right. you learn all this stuff. You know, and we're always constantly learning, but – you know, that, that's me. And, but like when people are like, and I've heard you guys vent about it. Like one thing I can't stand is when someone's like, Oh man, they just randomly buy a snake. They don't know shit about it. They usually don't even have a cage ready for it. So, or a thermostat or anything. And I'll just chuck this snake and the cheapest thing they can find. Usually without a thermostat with like a zoo med heat pad on one side with a heat lamp over the same side. And it's like a million degrees over there. Like oh, what's wrong with my snake? It won't eat or whatever. And so many things. They could have easily figured that out. (laughs) Yeah, they could have figured that out by just doing a little bit of research and a little bit of putting a little time into it. You know, and and with with bloods, you know, if you listen to these guys talk about them and read about them and talk to the breeders, you know, after you've done some of your own legwork, you you find out stuff about them. I mean, these aren't a snake that you're going to get and turn around and breed in two years like you can with balls and a lot of, a lot of snakes, you know, you need to, you know, it's going to take a while to raise them up correctly, you know, even for the males, you know, raise them up, you know, and just enjoy them. And then when the time comes right. to breed them, you know, and also have, you know, try to match your snake. So I get, like, if you get a phenomenal female, try to get a phenomenal male for that, for that animal, you know, either make one yourself or find one. Don't just get like a, super awesome you know red male you know brong and then breed it to some fugly you know you know dirty orangish brownish you know blood that you found at a show i mean because i mean why do that right like i just i just don't get it i've never understood that mentality (laughs) like i've never understood that like oh i got this snake and this snake i'm gonna put it together i mean i a kid on YouTube had like this giant coastal male and then he had this pretty decent looking jungle female and he's like, I can't wait to breed these. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> no. Like, what are you no. doing? I mean, I know a lot of people did it with like Jags and stuff back in the day and that's how a lot of it started. But like, okay, so you, the coastal male was actually pretty nice looking. And right. the jungle was decent looking, but I'm like, you're going to breed that coastal to that jungle like just because you have them. Right. And I was secretly hoping, I was like, God, I hope they're both males. 
I, I, <laughs> like, why are you going to make those? Okay. I mean, it, it, oh my God. You know, and, and you, you know, you don't see a ton of blood. Like that, that's another thing about like what I was saying earlier with blood people is like, they love these animals so much. And I get it. Cause I'm obsessed with them. Is mm-hmm. that, you know, they want to make like blood python people truly do breed for themselves first. I firmly believe that. You know, like Matt oh, makes okay. tons of stuff okay. that everybody wants, but Matt's breeding this ocelot to this ocelot or this silly stripe to this leopardy stripe thing. He's breeding those first because he wants to make stuff that Matt wants. But then right. he's going to make a bunch of awesome stuff that other people want, but he's first breeding for himself, just like Kara does and Nick does and everybody. Right. You know, they're going to breed the best they can, the best they can, because one, they love the animals, but two, they want to make even better to keep for themselves. You know, and then sell, you know, just as nice animals to everybody else, which is really nice, man. I I really like that. Yeah, it yeah. shows, you know, in, yeah. in the animal. And that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's some really, you know, just like in the in the carpet world, you know, like uh, you know, Nick Scaly, he's got a really nice collection up and coming. Andy Ray, you know, there's some of these guys that have been building their collections and just adding these really nice animals. So they're going to produce really nice animals. You know, yeah. like a lot of the, quite a few of the people I've gotten my bloods from, like Andy Reeves, you know, he did, a, he did two martyr pairings. Those animals were phenomenal. You know, because first I asked Kevin himself, I was like, hey, are you going to breed any this year? And he's like, nah, I don't, th- I don't know if I'm going to breed this year. So I was like, okay. And then I saw Andy Reeves. You know, he's not real active on the, most people know Andy. But, you know, he's not real active on any of the pages or whatever, but he's got really, really nice martyrs, like two clutches of them. Right. And I handpicked one out out of those, and, you know, that, that female's ridiculous. I mean, she's already super red, and, you know, she's only, like, not even 18 inches long, and she's already really red. And, you know, then I got, you know, another snake from Alexa. You know, Alexa right. has a small collection. Right. And then, you know, some of my other reds came from, like, Ryan Boyd. <clears throat> you know, Ryan... Brian has a phenomenal collection. You know, he's got that crazy looking uh, male that I was talking about with you, Eric. You know, the, those animals he produced from that crazy male. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a golden eye looking thing, but it's not a golden eye. It's just got really blocky. That's what I'm saying. Like, see, like, look at that. You see that male that Ryan has? Like, uh-huh. something like that. Like, there's no doubt that that's going to prove to be a morph. Because he, you know, he bred it and got more of them. You know, and they look like the dad, if not, they look better than the dad. You know, and I got um, siblings from that because he bred that male to a, a raspberry, you know, TBC line female. You know, and the, those two animals, I got their normals, but they're they're fantastic. Yeah, he has some uh, some pretty cool stuff for sure. Yeah, and he has random rat snakes too, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, Owen. <laughs> yep. Right there. Those are the cool oh man, those are the coolest rat snakes. I Mandarin rats, they're they're that's another snake that if you can their requirements, they're super easy. You know, you just gotta meet their requirements. If you can do it, yeah. They're not hard. I've wanted them and uh bamboos for a while, but uh right now I have the Vietnamese blue beauties and yeah. I've become wickedly obsessed with them just because they're little assholes and it's yeah. like I go to I go to feed them and they lose their minds because I've entered their cage so 
yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to put their food down, and then like they're in the corner, like open mouth, puffed up, macking their tails on stuff, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll leave you alone now. And they'll continue on like that for about ten minutes, and then I'll like hear them eating, and then that's it. So, but yeah, I love those things. I can't wait for them to get big. What a, the funny thing about there's a page called the RatsnakeFoundation.org. Mm-hmm. It's got all kinds of information like on every rat snake, you know, morphs and all that, and uh, you know, temp everything about them. Yeah. And uh, what it says for blue beauties under temperament, it says decent to pure evil. <laughs> so just just so you know, I mean, mo- yeah. mo- most of mine over the years have always been pretty cool, thank God. But you know, <laughs> there's a few of a man that like, good lord. And if you have a male and it's like nine or ten foot, I mean, I know a rat snake's different than like an olive python or whatever, but I mean, they'll they'll light you up. That's that's awesome. I I I kind of I like them. They were kind of like a little eh, why not kind of a deal, and I've been very pleased with them. And I we saw them. We went to uh, Nerd and we saw them there, and we also saw some cave-dwelling rats, so I'm like, I gotta get some of these. These things are awesome. So, I am happy with them. <clears throat> I don't know how well I'm, go- how happy I'm gonna be with them when they're, like, six, seven foot, so we'll see how that works, but, you know, if I can deal with white lips coming at me, I, I, I you know, rat snakes are, I bet yeah, you I can deal good. with that, but of course, I'm saying that now. So we'll see how it goes. Well, it won't. But it won't I, hurt as bad. Getting bit by them. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, getting bit by a big, a big beauty snake. It it won't suck as much as getting bit by a, an adult uh, clip. It was. Was it last week? Um, last week and the week before, my adult female gold face white lip got me on the fingers twice. Like, <sighs> uh, like she bit my index finger, and I'm like, God damn it! And then like the next week, she did it again. And I'm like, Why? So it's like she's learning. She's slowly trying to take me out finger by finger. And, it, oh, uh, it was like one of those, why do I deal with these things? So it's, yeah. It, and see, those are, you know, that, like I listen to, I listen to all the shows, but I really like when you guys have a Lyasa show because, mm. uh, you know, that that's one thing, you know, where I'm really, really, like I said, I'm trying to focus just on the animals I bring in anyway. Or right. just right. and now, Borneos for the most part, just bloods and Borneos, and uh, it's really hard because you know, like I like olives and white lips, yeah. and I like yeah. maclots. I mean, I love maclots; I've always been into them. And it's it's hard because like those snakes, being Indonesian pythons, you know, they would do fine in my room, but then they're going to take yeah. up space yeah. <laughs> because my, my, my bow is big. You know, my female bow, I'm keeping her. You know, and she's getting close to eight foot if she isn't already. I have a berm. You know, I just have a normal Burmese. You know, she's female. And even, you know, keeping her down in size, she'll still at least max, you know, be 12, 13 foot down the road one day. Right. So there's two big snakes. And then I have my chondro from Julie. You know, even though Julie doesn't know anything about chondros, apparently. Uh, apparently not. No. Which I found that hilarious. I caught that right at the end. I was like, what? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's, that's yeah. <laughs> I don't maybe because like yeah that person's never been it. heard of again exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. that was yeah. you don't know Julie very well let's go ahead and poke her with a stick <laughs> great idea buddy <laughs> <laughs> that's a great he idea that and 
he says that, then we all get quiet. It's like he should know immediately that he really stepped in it. So you know that. Oh God. Him. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> the comment that she said, but whatever she said was just. It was just so great. Uh, I just Perfect. loved it. I was like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, like I could just, I could see Julie just going Negan on that guy with you know the. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, you really have no idea who you're fucking with. Don't poke her. <laughs> oh God, you you fool! Yeah. So. I mean, you, I think the emotional pain you'll experience will hurt more than the physical. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, but, but I like you know I have that that awesome you know uh. That that Chondra clutch he had a couple of years ago, that uh, Manakori times Lara, you know, clutch right. out of the mail, you know, and he's mm-hmm. just he's got a wicked blue stripe down him and blue, you know, blue on his head, you know, awesome animal. So, you know, but just those three snakes in particular, you know, they're not going anywhere. And then the two right. big snakes, I mean, they're going to be in big vision cages. My bow already is in a big vision cage. You know, like I'm saying, I mean, I'm already looking at the diagram of my room. You know, there's not really much I can add besides the bloods and short tails, because when I start breeding these, you know, which I'm going to breed some next year, right. so then there's going to be holdbacks, and you raise them up, and then, you know, before you know it, you'll run out of room. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing, and man. Room. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, ru- I'll ruin you right now. I would say that Max would probably do extremely well in your rack system that you're going to get for your Borneos and your bloods and all that fun stuff. So, uh, there you go. So you could probably do max. Yeah, I mean, I like I was saying on the the last time I was on when I had all these colubrids in my room was packed wall to wall with snakes. Is, I was like, man, I think I can fit two four foots on top of these racks and have a pair there of mac up there. But uh, yeah, that that would be tough. I mean, I think if I did get anything new that was not a blood or a short tail, you know, probably a pair of mac just because you know nobody. There's not many people trying to breed them, you know. And on it. <laughs> it, well, because like if if Indonesia ever closes its doors, we're screwed. You know, a yeah. lot of these snakes, like white lips and maquats, and you know some yeah. of the you know the water python, those skinks, all those Indonesian yeah. cool blue tongue skinks they bring from over there. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize like a lot of this awesome stuff we're getting from Indonesia. If Indonesia is just like one day is like nope, and they cut it off and nobody's breeding this stuff, then what do you do? It's gone. Yeah. And they've threatened that before. The, the golden pythons. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, oh. and it'd all be gone, man. I mean, then you're, you're, you're screwed. I mean, look how much it yep. sucks that we can't get stuff from Australia. Yeah. Which I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping for you guys more. Cause I mean, I've kind of left That's that part behind me, but the carpets, but it would be cool if they open it up to the, the captive bread, but it's kind of like, what I remember from my military days is there's going to be somebody that would fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. Of course. Somebody will screw that up. Right. So if they did open it up, we'd have to move quickly and get an entire, like, shipping container full of animals sent directly to Eric's house. And, like, they'll put it, <laughs> yeah. put it in the driveway. And then we'll go and get everything we need there. So I um, think I think when it comes to that, what I would basically want from there is just some new blood you know, some new bloodline. Yeah. And just inject some, some. Well, that's, that's why you well, don't get the, like in the shipping in the, container. And a silver pepper inland or two. You there know. we go. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know. What I'm going to say is, like, especially with the, the inlands and coastals, like, bring in some more yeah. birds and animals. Or and then, yeah, uh, just, like, the albino, if there's albino or head albino coastals, because then that's oh, a yeah. new thing God. there. That's what Owen wants. So, Hell, that would probably push uh, me almost back into one. <laughs> a bunch yeah, of like, if, there's a pure, if there's a pure albino. So I talked about the albino Darwins with Eric. Um, I was yeah. like, God, man, these it's like, do these things soak all the time? And I mean, because, like, man, that thing was always in the water bowl. And then it was, you know, I've heard stories about the babies being a pain in the ass. And I was just like, wow, that mean. sounds like so <laughs> much fun. So, oh, yeah, that albino jag I had was the meanest carpet python I've ever had in my life. Yeah, there was, there was, um, there was, there's a guy in Australia, his name is Mick, and uh, he, he selectively bred Darwin's, you know, albino Darwin's, and the pictures that this guy has sent me is just off the chain. Like, some of, he's been breeding in snakes for 20 plus years, so you can imagine, time, you know, and he's kind of, he doesn't really, he's not on Facebook or anything like that, um, but, uh, he um, he said to me that the problem that we're probably having when it comes to that is that we keep them too cold. He said that yeah, they that. should be kept a lot warmer, um, and uh, that would uh, would help alleviate some of the feeding issues and all. Because he says he swears he never has any any feeding problems at all. So I don't know. Is something that is that picture that's in? I was gonna say, is that picture that's in the calendar? Is that all? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because I saw that yep. picture and I kept looking at it. I was like, is that like ten snakes made to look like fifty? I mean, I just kept looking yeah. and I was like, <laughs> man. <laughs> and there, there's some monster ones in there too. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. That's... Yeah. Big ones. Yeah, he has. Some, yeah, that, uh... that was. Yeah, that's some awesome cool picture. stuff. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That's what I would hope, you know. And you've and same thing, like, right now with, with Bloods and Short Tails. You, I mean, I, 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 I haven't seen the list from uh, what's-his-name in a while, but I would imagine that they still have stuff on there. Um, probably Cam, most yeah, of it either. from Cam. Oh, probably Bush. most of it gets picked over by, you know, people like oh, Tracy yeah. and stuff like that, but. You know, you still have the ability to yeah, get she, it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you got to uh, – I mean, and a lot of people, you know, like, you know, Kevin at Nerd, I mean, he's gotten, you know, a lot of his cool stuff, like those albino water monitors and all. He got it from Cam. You know, Pete's got stuff right. from Cam. I mean, and you'll see, you'll see Cam every now and then post stuff on Facebook in the classifieds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be it'll be random. It will come up on – and not like his import stuff, but like your uh, – you know, he, he he's posted like a pixel here, batiks here, you know, stuff like that. But um, right, I I bet that Dan, you know, uh, from DM Exotics. I mean, I bet if someone asked Dan, you know, surely he can bring in bloods if they wanted to Probably. do that. Like me, I, I you know, I don't really have experience with that, and I I want no part of bringing in. I don't care if it was a new morph. I don't, I don't want any part. I'd rather somebody else do it and me spend more money. I don't want <laughs> right. to. I don't want to acclimate. Right. Well, I mean, that's why. I mean, we're, we're really lucky in these days. Yeah, I mean, we're we're so fortunate. Like the people before us that uh, put so much time and effort into getting these 
these animals, you know, uh, acclimated and get them to breed. You know, I know a lot of times when people just get into this, especially if they get into species that are really easy to breed, you know, they, I think they get that mindset to where like, oh man, this is really simple. There's nothing to this, but it I means a lot of work, especially if you do it the way the old, the old timers did it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that, that's a ton of work. And then, you know, a lot of us that have these super nice reds, like me being able to go and buy like phenomenal red blood that are going to be just exquisite adults. I mean, that's because people, you know, put tons of work into it, you know, Kevin and Karen Ryan and Al Brown, you know, and Nick, I mean, VPI, all these people have put like all this work into making these really, really nice reds. So, I mean, now, you know, you can just spend, spend the extra money. Yeah. Especially when someone has like a hundred bucks, they like have a hundred bucks, like right now. Right. And they're like, I got to go get a blood python. I'm ready. I really want a blood python. I was like, well, dude, if if you have a hundred bucks right now, why don't right. you wait, you know, two, three months, you know, four months, whatever it will take. Save up around 400 bucks or so. Especially if that's going to be your only snake. Especially right. if you want to breed it. But, I mean, if it's going to be your pet, no matter what. I mean, save the extra money and buy the best possible one you can. You know, it, it's like, you know, because money will burn a hole in my pocket sometimes. You know, especially like yeah. when I see a real cherry animal pop up and I'm like, oh, man. If I don't buy that right now, I know there's like 10 dudes right now looking to buy that snake. Mm-hmm. Right. But I always think kind of back of what Julie's, Julie will tell me. She's like, there will always be snakes. That is true. You know, as in like, yeah, you might not get that one right now, but don't go like crazy or berserko trying to like spend money you don't have. Right. You know, if you have to go, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys do the same thing. I have snake funds and then I have the life funds. Okay, I have yeah. X amount of money that I can spend on snakes, caging, whatever, but then I have <clears throat> my mortgage and all my other, you know, actual very important stuff that has to get yeah. paid. So Thanks if I have live. to take money out of my non-snake funds just to grab that thing, well, then I'm already doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's why I try to listen to, you know, Julie's giving me a lot of great advice and, you know, other people. Yeah, I might not be able to get that particular animal, but something good, another good animal will pop up. Yeah, I did that early on when I got into carpets and, you know, I kind of talked about this last week, but, you know, it was like, I, I just, I just went crazy and, you know, it was just like, uh, I, I made it work somehow. I I don't know how, but, you know, it was just like, uh, I just wanted to have it and it, I wasn't, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm going to, luckily I, I was able to establish uh you know relationships with people where i could do payment plans and stuff like that but you know i don't know yeah it, it, I, some of the stuff that i bought like i was saying you know instead of this is what i was trying to say last week when when you're doing say you're doing a recessive project instead of yeah, the buying the female <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean i had to buy a het female and a het male because i had to have the pair where I should have just bought the female, you know, raised it up for a year, saved up some money, and then went and bought the visual male. Because then I can take that visual male and I can breed it to the head female and I can breed it to something else and outcross it. You know what I mean? And that's 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 the smart way to go. Um, so learn from my mistake. But, you know, you just it's just like, well, you, you guys know. I mean, when you want something, at least for me, when I want something – 
I want it. It was the same thing with guitar yeah. stuff, you know, and the new pedal comes out. It's like, oh, I got to have that pedal, man. You know, and it's like not even in my pedal board. It's collecting dust on a shelf somewhere just because I thought I had to have it. It was it was going to make somehow make my, uh, you know, my sound magic or something. And in reality, <laughs> you know, it's always if you think back, it's it's you know, it comes from your fingers. It's just like with anything else. You know, it's usually it's the simplest, the simplest ways two things are the way to go, you know. <laughs> you you forget about that yeah. kind of stuff. But and it, you know what I've tried to get myself into the mind frame of doing now is just because I've bought and sold stuff later on too often to where you're basically shooting right. yourself in the foot. You know, it, I mean it's taken me a, a long time to, you know, hopefully I have it finally grasped in my brain to do it this way. But Right. One thing I try to tell myself is, it's like, look, if you don't have the money or you can't get that snake right now, if you're going to – if you ha- say you have the money two months later and that snake's available, then you are meant to be able to buy that snake. Right. That's the way I try to tell myself, whether it's just to make me feel better about it or what. But it's like, okay, that's <laughs> like, that, yeah. like that matrix that, that uh, Nick had. You know, I wanted that snake as soon as I saw it. I was like, God, that thing is amazing. But, you know, I couldn't buy it. Right. You know, Matt has – I cannot believe nobody's bought this snake. It is amazing to me that nobody has bought it, but like he has this genetic strike. You know what I mean? It's priced accordingly. I mean, it's, it's expensive, but she's badass. He has this genetic right. stripe. I'm pretty sure it came from his ocelot stuff. Right. But like that Borneo right. has a lot going on in it. You know, it's got a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, zigzag stuff and it is a genetic stripe. It's got all this cool zigzag pattern in the side and all this cool shit like that snake. Besides being an awesome animal, that would be cool for a breeding project, whether you're going to do ocelot or whatever. You could breed that look into something else and make really cool shit. I think mean, that's like really the best thing about Borneans. But like that animal, nobody's bought it. It just it amazes me, and I know it's because you know it's probably because you know like how the marbles everybody buys those, everybody loves those, which I get it. Um, Matt has the best, and then uh, you know and the ghost and ocelot. There's so many choices, but man, like that particular animal just sticks out to me. But I can't get her right now. Right. I want her. I hope I can get her one day, but like I really want that snake. But I just cannot believe nobody's bought that snake. Well, hopefully it's in the cards for you. And <laughs> yeah. It's still oh, yeah. I already know what I'm. Gonna, I already yeah. know what I'm gonna do with it. I'm hoping that uh, you know, I'm hoping I get a clutch out of the, you know, my lattes next year and, and just bribe him with that. I'll send you some pure lattes. Send me that genetic stripe female I wanted. Trading is the best thing ever. So, I mean, if I could find somebody who wants to give me some Baron's racers for some carpet pythons, I'd be sold. So. Oh yeah, I I love when you when you can trade. Yeah, that's the best. And then you like both because, and also because you get what you want, but then like say it's your buddy. You know, like you they see the excitement want. and passion in them because yeah. they got like a new animal that they're real jazzed it's about. It's a wonderful little swap. Yeah. 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 It's cool. So, are you going to get any more? I know you. Your favorites are Borneos, Eric. I mean, I know you. I know you like Black Samoans too, but are you going to add some more? Um, I know you've been saying you're pretty comfortable with what you got. But. I I think at some point I will. I mean, uh, I got that. Uh, I got the male um, Batrix. But really, I want to produce a pixel 
That's like my ultimate oh, goal as far yeah. as as far as Freds go. Um, I really, I really like kind of the red stripey stuff with that really like crazy red. I, I really dig that kind of stuff. So at some point, I would uh, want to add. You know, when I moved and I set up my room, um, I had kind of like uh, I guess my heater got. And this just goes to show you what you were talking about earlier is like my heater got hot, uh, too hot and the room got pretty warm and I had a couple of them that, that didn't make it, you know, carpets, they're freaking rock solid yeah. and they, they're not, yeah, they, they, it's just like, they yeah, don't care at all, but, what else you got? They're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. They, but, they, uh, they don't care. I mean, I, I still have brittles, so I know, I mean, I'll, so those will stay too. Right. But they're red, so they get <laughs> they got time here. And I know one day I'll yeah. probably put a hypo in there because like those hypo brettles are just good lord. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are nice, man. Owen dropped yeah. off. Oh, he's out. Uh oh. Yeah, he can't call back in now because now we're on overtime. Time anyway, oh, but yeah, I I I uh I don't know. I hope I hope you know I I I've made a I wanted to make a point of not adding. Uh, really a whole lot to my collection till I get it established in this new place and then after that yeah. sort of I got some stuff I got to sort through I got tons of sh- I, same boat as you like you know it's like okay what do I really want to work with what do I really want to do you know and, uh, and, it, it, and dude it's hard because like you start looking at some of your animals and like you know like I have my pine snakes and I'm like, God, man, because, you know, pine snakes are so cool. I'm like, dude, I can't see myself not having these. And, you know, and then I got some bull snakes, and I'm like, God, I can't see selling these. And, and then that's where it gets really hard because, like, you want to try to go that way, but it's like, ah. Yeah. It's just, it's like, what do you sell? What do you, you know, because the boa and berm and the chondro, I mean, that that's, they're never going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Especially I, the berm I kinda... because, you know, like that, yeah, good. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I kind of got over the bug of, um, you know, for a while there, I was I was wanting to work with all these different types of pythons and all. And and uh, I don't know, I get in these mode. Maybe you do this, maybe you don't. But I, I it's it's so hard when you're doing this show because you're talking to people and they're super excited about what they're doing. And then you get, oh, yeah, I I, I would love to have that, you know, and I would yeah. love to have that. And it's like, oh, man, you know, so it's it's hard to keep that focus. You know, um, but uh, and you know, dude, I'm really what I do now with myself is because I'm the epitome of that. Is I try to tell myself, look what happened in the past, right? Okay, like when I had jungles, you know, when I was like, okay, I'm doing this, and you know, I had all these really nice jungles, and I was like, and I, you know, wanted to buy a boa collection that somebody was selling that was really nice, so I started selling my jungles off. Well, then what happened is that person sold that boa collection. Then I did, I sold all my nice jungles and then the boas were gone too. And I was like, damn it. So I was doubly screwed. <laughs> oh man. And then, yeah. And then I tried to get, you know, then I tried to add some more jungles afterwards, but it just wasn't the same because mm-hmm. you know, I had sold some animals I had raised and I was kind of just bummed out. And, you know, with the, you know, I really found my, my niche though with these guys and I'm really trying to, you know, cause I'll look at, you know, if you watch D, uh, Dan's videos, you know, he'll have Viper boas and stuff. Be like, oh, man, look at those. Those are cool. And then you start thinking, like, I don't need Viper boas. You know, and then he yeah. has video with scrubs. 
you know, I don't want scrub pythons, but, you know, you start watching it enough and listening to guys talk about scrubs, you're like, oh, maybe a scrub would be okay. No. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, don't want a scrub python. Yeah, I have a pair of scrubs, you know, and that's that's enough for me. Uh, for a while there, I was – I was dipping my toe in the in the in the scrub world, and I love them, and I love the people that keep them. But I I just nah, I, I, you know, I, I, I maybe if I had more room, you know, in my old place it was very hard being in a small room with you know with scrub pythons that are trying to bite your head, and you're trying to use two hooks, and oh man, it's just a pain in the ass. You know, I, I give my hats off to those guys that that work with those in massive numbers but most of the guys that do that that's all they work with you know that's, well and that's, and that's the thing do. man like uh, you you look at you look at the people that just hone in on one species but i'm trying to like you look nick just does bloods look how successful uh-huh. he is you know and matt yeah. for the most part i know he's got some other stuff here and there but he mostly has bloods and red i mean borneos and reds and that's what yeah. he folks on and matt turner and then um you know the scrub guys and then greg yeah. uh greg with the diamond python Oh yeah, you know, but like yeah. the, the scrub pythons are the epitome of you have a passion for those. Oh, if you have yeah. a bunch of scrub pythons, you're absolutely obsessed with them because, you know, when Ted had a bunch of scrubs, I mean, I'm not scared of any snakes, but man, like he had some really, really big scrubs, and he's like, "Here, you want to hold this?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I, I no, thanks, man. I mean, he had will. a pair. I, I think they were Beox. Uh huh. I think the female was like. 15 plus foot oh, something yeah. like that and he, yeah. and he had big Moluccans and yeah dude no no thanks they'll put a hurting on your day <laughs> for yeah, sure yeah I got bit yeah. by a small one and I was like yep that, that's done like the love affair it, it ended right there I was like no thanks yeah yeah I, I mean you know uh, it's I don't know. I, I, I like to, you know, even like I know Owen busts my balls all the time, but there's even some ball pythons I like, and I don't, I have a, I have a small group of them and they ain't going anywhere, you know? Um, cause it's just, I don't know. Is it nostalgia for me? I don't know. You know, cause it, I just remember when they were just so difficult to get. And to me, yeah. it was like, I remember being a kid and just being amazed that like, you know, oh my God, this snake is so cool. I want one of these. Look, it's a python, but it's, it's not too big. And I dig the pattern and this is just a normal. I didn't know anything about morphs, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've had at least one ball python since I was 11. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost 26 years now. I've had at least always a ball python and, you know, people that really know me, like when I say that my favorite ones are normals, they really are. Right. You know, and most of my normal females, you know, people will come over here. You know, a lot of my normals are older girls, too, but they're most of them are big. Right. Like, I think I have one that is just under 3,000 grams. Holy like shit. Like, most of my normal females are big. Like, they're really big, and, and they're just normals, and I love them to death. I mean, I have one that is genetic, but she's basically genetic banded. Like, she okay. doesn't have a single black dot on any of her alien heads. She's just completely... Oh, wow. And okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, I just... I think I have six big normals, and I have some albinos and stuff. But, you know, I just... I have them for me because I like them. They're, they're cool snakes. They're good snakes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people bash on them, and I know the reasons why you know, whether they don't like a lot of people that are in that side of the hobby, which I don't either. Mm-hmm. 
but there's right. a lot of great people in it. Sure. You know, like when you find someone that's truly passionate about ball pythons, you know, like Andy Grossman's a great person, you know, because Andy doesn't breed like a lot and he has a very varied collection, but Andy like really loves ball pythons. Yeah. So, you know, and so does Bill. I mean, look at Bill. Bill's got a huge varied collection, you know, and he has ball pythons. He's super passionate about them. I mean, yeah, he they're, sold they're me cool. on them. <laughs> you, that, well, yeah, you what, go down there and see what he has. I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the at, Candino I'll, I'll stuff. see you guys down there because I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that this year, the Southern Carpet Fest. Oh, are you? Awesome. Down at Bills, yeah, I'm gonna go down there. That's a good time. So yeah, yeah, because he's got Borneos and, um, you know, then all the cool carpets and chondros and uh, like I want to see sickness in person. Holy like shit, man. <laughs> that's one of the that's gotta be the coolest chondro I've ever seen in my life. Like that thing oh is just Oh my god. That, that thing, man, like I can't wait for September when I can just put that <laughs> I was like, man, I might just leave it on September all year on the calendar. <laughs> I was like, this thing is just insane looking at it. I'd I'd yeah. be nervous owning that snake. You know, because I mean I've done this a long time and I kept a lot of different stuff, but like that snake is so awesome and a one of a kind, I'd be like so scared that like something's gonna happen to that animal. Yeah. Like me personally, yeah. be like, Oh God, please don't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's got, Oh man, Bill's collection is top notch for sure. Yeah. You know, I, 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 well, I'm not know, a dude, fan. I don't like, good. No, I was going to say, I'm not a huge fan of, um, of, uh, Carpondros and stuff, but he has this one that like is, it's huge and it's like a jungle carpet, but just, different and oh my god it's just so cool looking and i love that snake but you know i don't know yeah Not even though i don't like hybrids really I, I i was looking forward to you know I, I don't like hybrids and i don't really like the whole people making them however i can actually look at some hybrids and go okay that is kind of cool looking yeah you know like <laughs> the, that snake in particular i know the one you're talking about you know, uh-huh. and I was like, wow, that's a really cool looking snake. And, uh, so, you know, I mean, I can appreciate what it looks like. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not a hybrid fan, but I mean, it's, they're, they're cool looking. I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. And, yeah. You know, Bill's got rough scales and I can't wait to see those again. Cause Julie has those. And, you know, I used to always think what's the big deal with rough scale pythons, you know, like seeing them in pictures and on a video or whatever. I'm like, what's the big deal? Right. But then you see one in person and you handle one, you're like, wow, this thing's awesome. Yeah, that that was a that was the hit at the Northeast Carpet Fest that Owen spot. You know, I think that's when Bill actually went and bought his. After that, he was kind of just sold on it and just had to have them. Well, yeah, but, I mean, uh, uh, you know, now Jamie Carnes has some, and you know, Matt bought one now. Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah, they're they're cool. Yeah, sorry yeah, to sure. talk too much about husbandry and stuff, man, but I know that all the other podcasts, I mean, there's tons of that stuff in there. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I thought it was great, you know, tons of stuff as far as, uh, you know, the different morphs and the projects, and I know, I, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be some, you know, even though, like, if I had to choose only one thing that I could work with, I, it'd be line breeding for really nice reds, if I could only pick one thing the morph thing does excite me because I see, you know, they have so much, you know, different stuff. I mean, like, you know, Tracy's got that slack line stuff, you know, and then there's, you know, that new morph, she just popped out and then the wrought iron, like what's a wrought iron and a batik going to do when they mix together. 
you know, what's a wrought iron golden eye going to look like? You know, I mean, that, that, that stuff's neat. And what are some of these cool little aberrant, you know, you know, odd different looking bloods going to do when you mix them into matrix? It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be insane. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, well, I hate to say it like this, but I think once people start seeing that and, you know, that's why I like to have people come on and talk about Bloods and Short Tales because I think they do fall into that same category that, you know, maybe not for the same reasons, but, you know, like the Morelia, you know, Carpets and Chondros are kind of like have this, you know, uh, that they're nasty and they're mean and, you know, uh, they're going to bite you all the time. And, you know, Bloods kind of have that. But I think once they start seeing more and more uh, – you know, some of these awesome snakes that, that people will just be, uh, will, will be fascinated by them. I think also too, you know, legislation and stuff like that. I think eventually people will, plus who wants to shovel shit? I mean, I love, <laughs> I love no. berms as much as you do. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I don't want to shovel shit <laughs> with a, with an Dude, actual I, I don't shovel. Miss- <laughs> God, I, I don't miss that at all. You know, like, uh, you know, when Matt was on to, and he talked about his retics a little bit, you know, then he posted a picture of one of those, you know, platinum, tiger, you know, whatever that thing was. And I, I even said, I even commented on it. I was like, you know, I I love retics. I miss how cool they are, but I don't miss cleaning up after them because, nah. I mean, retics are different than Burmese, but like retics, man, when they shed, it's all over the cage and they just ruin a cage. And, you know, when a berm... Oh, yeah. Especially when they get big, you you start getting them ten foot plus. Like when they when they piss, I uh-huh. mean it just I mean, the cage is soaked. Yeah, and your whole reptile room would just reek, and you only have one berm. I mean, you know, if you had <laughs> ten of them in here, I can. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it was so, a chore, man. A lot of people are actually going towards smaller stuff. I don't know if yeah. you notice that trend. It's like big snake people, which I hope the wrong ones don't come into it, but they usually weed right. themselves out anyway. But you'll probably see a lot of big big snake people, like, you know, berm, retake people, boa people, whatever. You'll see them, you know, get in the bloods. Well, like I said, it's not really the wrong type. You know, hopefully they come in with a good mentality. Right. And, uh, you know, but you see a lot of people getting more into the smaller stuff. You know, yeah. and like locality boas, like smaller locality boas are really popular. You know, that that I think you're going to see more and more of that as we go on. You know, and it, yeah. it, it makes sense because, I mean, like these guys that have bunches of retics, I don't know how they do it. No, uh, what do I, they do with all these babies and like, oh, my God, man. I, 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 have, I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, oh, my God. Like, I know like some of the big guys like Jay, I mean, he's probably got like big, he's got overseas outlets or whatever. But I would think eventually that would dry up because, you know, with, with breeding snakes, especially the more common stuff, you know, more than likely, you know, they're going to be able to breed it if that's what they're going to do. If it's not the person right. that bought it, whoever they sell it to, eventually people are going to breed them. Right. So you got all these snakes that are getting cranked out. Say, so, you know, well, then those people are going to breed them, and they're going to have more and more and more and more. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, because a lot of the retic guys I know are all really cool dudes and responsible, and they dig their snakes. But I'm, I'm hoping it's, like, the people that buy them, not yes. necessarily the hardcore breeders, 
you know, like Jake Klotz and some of those really cool dudes. I'm hoping that like the real, you know, the wrong, not, not too many wrong people get them, you know, cause right. like, that's like the last thing we need. You know, cause yeah. like I showed you that picture. I didn't post on my Facebook, that picture of that retake bite on that dude's arm. And I was like, ah, man, that's gnarly. I'd, See, but I didn't post oh, yeah. on my page. I just sent that in a message to a few of my buddies, like you and Nick and stuff. But I was like, eh, nah, nah. Yeah, you see something like that. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I don't have retics. You know. No, oh God. Well, I, mean, I thought about super dwarfs. You know, because you got a retic that's as big as a you know like a big rat snake or whatever. Your right. pure super dwarfs. But you know they're so active and they're always pushing and everything. I just I was like, ah, eh, nah. They just. You know, I just didn't want to deal with that. Yeah, Matt talked so, me out of those. Yeah. Nah, no, 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 no desire for that. I'm, I'm pretty content in what I got, and I, I spend enough money on the blood shorts where there's nothing left <laughs> to buy other stuff. So yeah. we're good. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I want to, of them for sure. Bloods and short tails. You know, whether it grows a little bit or not. You know, I, I, I got some. You know, I got some of that crazy. Uh, what does he call that one? That's like uh, insane. Uh, the one that Matt, uh, I can't remember the name he had for it. You know, the crazy uh, marble thing. Oh, the extreme. Yeah. The extreme. The extreme marbles. Yeah. Yeah. I have one. Yeah, that, see, uh, it's kind of wild looking. And he said that if I breed this together, there's a possibility that I'll pop something like that out. I mean, that thing is just nuts, you know? Just look I at that. I'm like, that holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy yeah, see, shit, that's, dude. And that's that's yeah. what I want. You know, as bad as I want that genetic stripe from Matt, probably, honestly, the first thing I'll get from him is a really wicked marble or a pair of marbles and not bring them together, but just breed that into the latte. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. just try to get, you know, because, like, those are the best ones. You know, I know Matt Sedlon has some really, really awesome granites, but, like, you know, from somebody that has really, really nice marble or granite. You know, like uh, look at look at that breeding that Nick Bettini did was it like two years ago or so, three years. Uh-huh. He bred that super stripe something to a super stripe something, and he made that leopard. It's oh like yeah. Blue and it has black dots on its back, but then it has marble dots on its sides, and I'm like, dude, what is that? Right. And he's gonna breed a white wall ocelot that he got from Matt, the, and that thing is sick looking, the white wall he bought from Matt, he's going to breed that to that crazy looking snake. Dude, that clutch, oh my God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine what that's going to look like. It, it's going to be nuts. Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, I guess the cool thing about those is that, you know, there's so many options like that, so many ways you can go. And, and, and that's the cool thing about, you know, like if you kind of focus on what you like, you know, you're not, you know, necessarily going to be, I don't know if competition is the right, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you're doing what you want to do, um, more than likely there's not going to be maybe somebody doing exactly what you're, you're doing or getting the exact same results. And I don't know, that's kind of what draws me to those guys. It's just so many possibilities. and, And that's one thing I can say, like, it's one thing I really love about the group and it's like, you know, because me listening to the podcast of these breeders you brought on that have tons of experience, you know, you listen to what they say, you know, and like when I was listening to Kara's interview, because I've listened to all of them more than once. Um, right. You know, with Kara talking about when people breed and they, they want to get rid of them like super fast, 
Like, get rid of them. Well, what you'll notice with the blood and short tail guys is, you know, and you see it a lot in carpets too, is like, I mean, they're so jazzed about their animals and love what they have that, like, them sitting on, you know, clutch or multiple clutches, I mean, they're not in a rush. I oh, mean, no. You know, I mean, they sell when they sell. Right. And most of those guys, as soon as they advertise them and they're really nice, I mean, they're gone anyway. You right. Know, especially you, you sell, I mean, I know you notice this because you like the black Sumatrans. Like, anybody post the black Sumatran up, like Juan from his jet mail, or, you know, Kara and then Nick and somebody, and Dan Magano, like these people that have these really, really nice black Sumatrans. Right. Like, they pop up, they're gone, man. Like, they're gone. Yeah. You know, I, I asked Nick one time, I was like, hey, dude, what do you have available right now? Because he didn't really have much posted. But, you know, a lot of these times, especially when you know him, you're like, hey, man, what do you have? And they're like, oh, well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about posting this up. And one of the animals was like a 2015, you know, black Sumatran female. And she was sick. Right. He posted that snake, and I think he sold it in like two hours, if it was even two hours. It was gone. Boom. Done. Wow. Yeah, the, the, the blacks, the really, really nice blacks, I mean, they're gone. I mean, eventually... I want to get at least a pair of those because they're just sick looking. But, you know, I'm still adding to the reds. And then, you know, I got, you know, I'd like to add those marbles from Matt. But uh, a pair of blacks, will, I don't want like 10 of them, but, you know, a pair of blacks would be nice. But there's so much in the reds to tinker with. is just like, dude, what do you, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do, you do, man? And it's, yeah. you know, but I, 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 I like what those those guys say. You know, they'll, they'll sit on their animals because, again, they bred for themselves first. Yeah. So they're not like, oh, man, I got to get rid of, like, all these pastels. I mean, yeah. there was one year I produced, I think, 37 pastel ball pythons or whatever. Dude, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked because, like, nobody wanted, like, pastels, you know, because a lot of times – and my pastels were nice. I mean, they came from nice pastels. Right. But, you know, it's a pastel. And, you know, I think out of 37 of them, I think like 23 or something were male. I was like, oh, my God. And I sat on those for a while, and I eventually just wholesaled them because I was like, dude, I got to get rid of these things. It wasn't the feeding part or whatever. I was just, like, tired of taking care of that many pastels. Right. You know, but that's what has me jazzed about breeding my bloods eventually is because, you know, dude, like when I – I've already told myself when I hatch pixels – that first clutch, man, I don't care how many pixels in there. I'm not selling any of them. <laughs> Even Julie, and Julie's not a blood python person. She thinks that she digs the pixel. Yeah, that's a crazy snake, man. It's just, and dude, oh, when they're man. bigger, like when people, like when you start seeing more adults of them, you know, like a five foot, you know, 17, 18 pound, 20 pound, whatever, big pixel blood. Yeah. Dude, that, that is sick. I don't know how everybody wouldn't want one of those things. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's just it's wild looking. Yeah, I uh, I kind of do that with my carpets. I mean, I have I have clutches that I've held back, and you know, again, that's where it's like the room comes into play. It's like I ha- I'm holding all these animals back for the most part. Most of my stuff that I mean, I you have to be a good friend of mine for for me to have sold yeah. you <laughs> something. <laughs> in, yeah. in the, from last year or the you know what I mean like th- there's only certain people I'm letting those things go to and it's not because I'm trying to be greedy or hoard it all back it's just you know I've said this from day one and Owen always makes fun of me it's just that I'm trying to learn what to look for and what turns mm-hmm. into what and the only way you can do that is by you know holding stuff back and 
watching it grow. And I, I don't do this for, for a living or for money or, you know, I mean, it's nice if I can buy other snakes with snake money, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I just hope that one day I'll be able to just look at something out of the egg and say, okay, this is going to be like that. And this is going to be like that. Okay. I'm going to hold this back, you know, and it's not always going to work out the way you want, but I don't know. I'm kind of already in that mindset. So, you know, mm. contras are the same way. Like, uh, I don't know why anybody would sell contras till they're a year old. Like you don't know what you're going to have, you know, can you imagine no, if Bill I mean, would have sold the sickness? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I mean, I, dude, I think I'd have to talk myself off the ledge. Yeah. I mean, oh I, I don't know what I'd do. That's the I mean, there's some snakes I regret reward. selling, but oh my god, if I sold that, I don't, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. Like if somebody, oh. you know, a year later they just pop up I'm like, hey man, thanks for this chondro. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I need because to what kill did he, you. He bred a, that uh, back. Yeah, because wasn't yeah. the female like a Wamina yeah. bred to like a an, an unassuming male? Yeah. You know, not a bad male, but like he, it was kind of an unassuming pair to like make something like that and. Oh my God! I wonder who got siblings. Like, I wonder if anything else has turned out crazy. I think a few of them have. Not, not I mean, not quite as as crazy as the sickness, but a few of them have have been pretty crazy. I know when I was there, he was showing me some, and he's just like, I I I want to say it was that first time I was there. I think it was the sickness, and he just pulled it out, and it was it was just a neonate, and he's just like, this is gonna be crazy. I'm like, what? They all look the same to me. You know what I mean? It's just like a darker version of it. And I'm just like, what are you looking at? And he's just like, yeah, it's going to be because of this and because of that. And I'm just like, I, I just don't see it. I can't see what you're seeing. And sure enough. <laughs> it's just I, like, holy shit. You, you know what really surprised me with chondros is because it, it was so long since I had seen like really young babies. You right. know, like not very old at all. You know, because a lot of times when you go to shows, you know, they, they would be a few months old, you know, or, or up to yearling size, you know, and when I didn't really know much about chondros, which I still really don't, uh, you know, I used to assume like, okay, that's the baby. You right. know, back then a lot of people fed their chondros, you know, probably incorrectly because they had these huge massive chondros and I know Beox get pretty big, but you'd see certain chondros that are, you know, pretty damn big. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys like, you know, that's not the way to go. But, you know, when I went to Julie's a couple of years ago, and she had like this clutch from like uh, blue to blue pairing. I think it's like Nightcrawler to uh, some other blue snake, Miss Mystique or something. Uh-huh. And these babies were really, really new, and like she was pulling open the racks and showing them to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, that thing is so small!" <laughs> like I'd be scared to death, man. I don't think I could breed chondros. I'd be, oh my god, because like some of those colubrids I bred that I never bred before, like gray bands and. Uh, you know, Pyros, the Arizona Mountain King. Uh-huh. Like those uh-huh. babies were so small. And where you, when you're used to breeding boas and Burmese and stuff like that, you get these big beefy babies. Right. You know, cause like it, it would always give me more confidence. Cause you know, you hatch out Burmese, you know, most of them are going to eat. Cause most of them are little dickheads anyway, when they're babies, but right. you know, like berms are just made to eat, you know, and right. you know, really the boas, all that stuff. But you know, I hatched out these little babies and I'm like, God, I got a, I got a shelf life on these things. Get them going. You know, because they're so small. They just made right. me super paranoid. It's like, God, man, if this thing doesn't eat in a couple of weeks, it's going to be dead. That's what we're scared of, 
Yeah, well, I, you know, I've I've talked to so many Contra people over the years, and you know, they would say exactly what you're saying, how small they are when they hatched out. But it wasn't until I saw with my eyes, you know, so, we went. I think we went to Buddy's place, and you know, he's just like there was like eggs. He had eggs that were hatched out recently, and you know, he still had the the shells and stuff. And I'm like looking at it, and me and Owen were like, "That's a Contra egg." Are you a what? Yeah. That's a you like what? <laughs> Holy shit! What, 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 dude? Even when when I bred uh, you know, carpets again, you know, a couple of years ago when I first started, uh, you know, when my big coastal had eggs, I was like, wow, these are small, you know, because I hadn't seen carpet eggs and God, I couldn't remember how long it'd been. Right. And, you know, I was used to like ball python and berm eggs and you know other python eggs that are like pretty big. You know, ball right. python eggs are pretty decent size, and berm eggs are real big. And then, like, you know, here's my coastal, and she laid 27 eggs, and I'm like, good Lord, these things, you know, they're like marshmallows. Right. And I was like, whoa. You know, I think I had two sets of twins, and I was like, how in the hell did two carpets come out of this egg? Come out of this egg, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so we're probably going to get cut off any second now, uh. But uh, why don't you throw your info out there so if people want to get in touch with you or see what you got going on, they can uh, can, sure, can the, see. The, yeah, the, the only thing I have now is, you know, is just, just me, Ryan Rumbly, on uh, Facebook. And then, you know, I post on the Blood Python page here and there. But that's uh, right. that's really it. I don't have anything else. Okay, cool. All right. And if they wanted to talk to you, they can just hit you up uh, Messenger on the Facebook and stuff. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I uh, appreciate it. It was awesome. Uh, I'm sure we'll have to have you back again, uh, you know, to talk about uh, – you said you're breeding, what, next season? Yeah, yeah. I'll have a, um, I'll have a pair of Red Bloods that I'm breeding and then uh, my Lattes. I'm going to breed those together. So I don't, I don't really know how big that matrix female is. And I think, I don't even think she's three yet. So I'm, I don't, you know, I'm going to try to wait till my bloods are around four years old to, to breed. Four them, years old. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so I'm going to breed, you know, unless one like just na- naturally grows big enough in three years, but right. uh, I have a pair of reds. I'm going to breed. They're real nice. And I'm going to breed, uh, you know, my lattes. So cool. we'll see how that goes. Cool. 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 And uh, we'll just be keeping out. Well, I know I'll be watching all the stuff you're picking up, so that I can see the pairs, see where. I, yeah, you know, man. Well, that that my future I got, purchases uh, will come from. <laughs> oh well, dude, I got a. You know, I didn't post any pictures of them yet because you know a lot of this. You know, I, they're coming later this month. But you know, I have like ten snakes coming in February. Nice. But okay. Yeah, they're you know some from Nick, some from Matt Turner, and then. Uh, uh, Frank, more from Frank Good. Cool. So that would be cool. You'll really like those Borneos from Frank. They're just they're just nuts looking. I'll actually when when we're off, I'll I'll send you some pictures of the ones I'm getting from Frank. They're just nuts. Cool. Awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, right, buddy. again, thanks for coming on and uh, welcome back anytime. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Have a good All one. Right. You too. Bye. All right, everybody. Uh, we're probably going to get caught off at any point, but uh, yeah, always love to get the uh, 
the, the passion going for the short tails. Uh, they're awesome snakes, uh, an awesome group of people working with them. Uh, you can check out, uh, I think there's uh, blood pythons, there's the short tail uh, family groups on Facebook. Uh, there's a lot of cool, cool uh, groups there on Facebook that you can check out uh, if you're interested in getting involved with uh, bloods and short tails. Um, Let's see, uh, just throw out some stuff real quick. Morelia Python Radio, you can follow us on Facebook uh, at Morelia Python Radio. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Morelia Python. For more info on Morelia and the show, you can check out the website at uh, Uh If you want to get contacts with us, our email is info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, Northeast Carpet Fest is uh, June 3rd, 2017. Uh, I'm hosting it this year, Warminster PA. Uh, if you want to follow what's going on uh, with that, probably the best place to follow that is uh, carpetfest.net, or uh, you can join the Facebook group Northeast Carpet Fest. Um, as far as myself, E.B. Morelia, you can check out my website, ebmorelia.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, you can uh, also send me an email at eric at eb morelia. Uh, and for Owen, rogue-reptiles.com. Uh, he's also on Facebook uh, and Instagram at Rogue Reptiles. I know his next show coming up is uh, Hamburg, which I believe is maybe at the end of February. Um, but... Uh, you know, uh, he has some uh, some cool coastal stuff and whatnot uh, that uh, he has up for sale um, that you can check out. I'm sure he has it over on his uh, Facebook page um, and probably on his website. But uh, if you want to shoot him a message, you can just contact him on, uh, on Facebook and uh, he'll get back with you. So until next week. Thanks for listening, and uh, damn, I screwed up Owen's ending. <laughs> Next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Good night.